0: Holman, if I told you that I was just having a conversation with one of our uh, frequent guests and I was speaking only in GIFs and emojis, could you guess who I was speaking with? Uh, if
1: you were going to tell me what GIFs and emojis. Rainbows,
0: unicorns, and, and truck parts. No poop? Uh, there wasn't any in this conversation, no. I'm going to say there's three people. Uh would be either Gail. Uh, Gail Banks? Sean yeah. Sean Moore. Uh, the guy that I bought Lockjaw from, you bought Lockjaw from, yes?
1: Scott Birdzell. Scott Birdzell, yes.
2: Yeah, yeah
1: I, <laughs> uh, I message him, rude things. Uh, mm-hmm. He was, I, I, was, I was texting with him about just some random stuff the other day, and I said, uh, blah, 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 and he says, bro, I'm tired. This is what I meant to say in that text. And so we go back and forth, the answers, and I say, well, anyway- uh, might as well go drink some warm milk now and get some sleep, Grandpa. And he writes back, Are you trying to get murdered? Because that's how you get murdered. <laughs> By calling goes, him old? And then he goes, I'm still waiting for you to get the Nuke Van feature because he wants me to f- do the feature in four wheeler of Nuke Van, which I, I want to do, right? Right. And I'm like, Guess you can't kill me until uh, I drive Smokey and uh, <laughs> shoot the feature. <laughs> Have
0: you spoken anymore about going up to uh, Santa Cruz or Santa Rosa, wherever the heck he is, and uh, driving Old Smokey? Uh, I am working on that. Because he did not offer me that luxury, he offered it to me. I know on sh- the air, on uh, the air. I'm aware of that, and
1: I'm saying you should go and oh, do that. Uh, speaking of rides, and if you do it, by the way, make sure you bring a GoPro. Speaking of rides, there's multiple opportunities happening right now. Okay, I've got Scott Birdzall go drive Old Smokey. yeah, or Nuke Van, or both. Mm-hmm. If I'm gonna drive up there. I gotta drive some stuff, right? And then I'm working on a team that builds trophy trucks to go for a ride. Uh, in the next few weeks, that will have some podcast stuff attached to it. Really? Yes. Is this a team that I'm aware of? Oh, yes. Really? Oh, yes. Huh. And I might get to go for a ride with a legend. Okay. Can I go? And also get scared. Oh, well, it's, uh, they you only have one is, passenger seat. Sorry. So yeah, that's not going to work. During the day. Oh, you,
0: oh yeah. Uh, I have a job. You have a job. Yeah, it's not going to work. It's episode two thirteen. That's two
1: one three if Ooh, you're in LA. OG LA area code. Oh uh, yeah, Hollywood, downtown. Well, today it used to be all. And then five six two came and three one eight oh, and, and three
0: one oh yeah. and yeah. Two one three was that the was OG, yeah. 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 There's some guys with two one
1: three tattoos. Like, there's the guys with two one three and seven one four like slashed out tattoos. I mean there was there was the two one three versus seven one four back in the day. And then it became the uh, 949-714 battle. Uh, then it became the 909 versus everybody battle. Yes. And then the people who were the rich 909ers went, we got 951. And <laughs> you're like, yeah, you're still from 909. Guys, does that
0: happen in other in your states or cities where- I guess uh, that's weird, right? It I mean, it's battles ca- against cali- uh, yeah.
1: prefixes? But what I say is it's weird because- or area I codes, I should say. In California, we had the population explode so much in the last 30 years that they keep subdividing all of our area codes up. And so- how many people listening have had the same area code their whole life where we've had been in the middle of dozens? Yeah. I mean, well, New,
0: that, it's happened in New York. I mean, New York's got 646 and 414. Yeah, but I doubt we have a lot of New is, York.
1: Yeah. I, we have probably more SoCal than we have New York. Maybe so. And more Middle America than we have New York. I don't think there's a whole lot of truck show podcast listeners in New York. Doesn't seem like a great place to own a you know, diesel power stroke on 40s. Touche. So what happened here in Southern
0: California is that, as Holman was describing, um, they just started divvying up the areas. And if you were in 714 and then it got split up into 949 and 714 and 949 got the beach and you were 714 and you were inland or by Disneyland or Knott's Berry Farm
1: or wherever. Wrong. Wrong. 949 was South County. I'm 714 and I have the beach. I've been 714 my entire life. You're only North Beach. Most of the nice beaches are 949.
0: No. The no, no, beautiful no. people live no, in the 949.
1: No, the 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 girls next door live in the 714. We're we're all natural up here. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, exactly. So there's
0: all these battles like guys who were in the 949 or in the 714 and then it became
1: 949 and they had a 714 tattoo. Now what do you do? I don't know. You move. I guess they moved, yeah. So, and now there's a, what's the new one? It's uh, I think it's, is it 559 or something like that? Now there's like a 840 well, 559 overlay.
0: is up north.
1: Gosh, there's there's just so many like- 559
0: uh, is up Fresno, places like that. Uh, sorry, Fres-Yes. <laughs>
1: Fres-Yes? <laughs> yes, fres yes yes Are you going Fres-Yes? Uh-huh. Uh, 657 was the other one, that 714, but it became an overlay because they realized people hated having it split off. So- Back in the day, they would take 714 and they made 714 and 949. Well now they have, well, 714 and 657. You guys can just share and overlay. But yeah, it was originally it was just 213 and like 714. Now it's 657, 714, 949, you got 619 down San Diego. You got the 951ers, the 909ers, the 840s, the 562s, the 626s in Pasadena area. I forgot Uh about 626. 213 323 747
0: 818
1: 805 820. Did you hit 760? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah is also uh, San Diego. So it's a real thing here. Yeah.
0: It's a real thing. Like when people would go to the beach from, they'd come from like the uh, the Inland Empire, which yeah. is out by the desert, and they drive the hour in to get to Huntington Beach, New World Beach, all the places where the surfers are yep. and the beautiful people. And they would
1: have their prison clothes on with their, their uh, and the Adidas like uh, shower shoes with their tall black socks and their uh, their black. Uh, uh, Long uh, man culottes down by their ankles and their their white shirts without sleeves. And you'd be like, boom, 909er. 909er. All day long. It became a thing. Yeah. That was the area
0: code. And there were stickers on the stop signs Go Home 909ers. <laughs> and in like Huntington Beach and Newport, they were like, yeah. Go Home 909ers. And it got contentious. It was really a class system, is what was happening. And the people <laughs> that were, and then like our friend Rory Connell. Right yeah. from Trigger, yeah. he was caught in the middle. He was out in Corona right. in the nine five one, which was right between Orange County and then the Valley of the Dirt People. Right way on the nine o nine. He's like, "Well, yeah, but it's nice in Corona. So and corona is or inland Orange County. Yeah, Ooh. right." Yeah, right. I was like, <laughs> "I'm in Upland. That's I, nice. And I'm on
1: the west wow. side of Riverside. It's not
0: really nine o nine. Where's the <laughs> river?" <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. This is that. This is straight California pompousness no, 100%. Right now, hundred <laughs> percent. All right, Truck Show Podcast. Hey, like I said, episode two you know, you know. thirteen. Yeah, if you know, you know. Before we get into episode two thirteen. We're going to talk about 214, and 214, we're going to do Know Your Note, and that is where we guess your exhaust note. We guess the engine and the truck it's in. Don't give us a car. Give us a truck, right? Please. Unless it's something super weird, then that's okay. That's fine. That's fine. We like weird stuff. And there's a couple ways for you guys to get us your Know Your Note. First way is to record it in real time, live while you're on the phone, on our... Five-star hotline, 657-205-6105, 657-205-6105. Or you can just record it on your phone and then email us the audio file, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com, and then follow it up at the end, like leave like 20 seconds of dead air, and then just say, oh, by the way, this is my Datsun 720. Oh, okay. With a comments in it. You know what I mean? Like something weird. weird. I know. I'm just
1: saying. It, if it's weird, it's funnier and it's harder for us to guess. And we will never guess it right. <laughs> right. It's a hot air balloon. It's a old-timey steampunk machine. So on this episode, we've got six
0: by six monster trucks out of Florida. We're reading your email. We got news and
1: Nissan Concepts. I believe we're talking a trio of frontiers, Holman? Yep. We're going to talk to uh, one of the lead designers over at Nissan Design America out of La Jolla, California, which is uh, northern San Diego County. And uh, Nissan Design America, uh, their very first vehicle that they ever designed for the uh, American market, which was the uh, D21 body style that a lot of us of this certain age group can appreciate and uh, grew up with. And then they uh, they did something special with these uh, Frontier concepts and And there's one in particular I fell in love with, and it might not be the obvious one. So we'll talk to uh, Nissan and and learn more about the process of building these concepts. And if you're looking for a brand new truck, your local
0: Nissan dealer would be a great place to stop by. Check out the recently revised Frontier or the Nissan
1: Titan with the industry's best warranty, five-year, 100,000 miles. You can build and price your Nissan Frontier or Titan or Titan XD at NissanUSA.com. All right, before we get into the show, we got to thank Banks for uh, signing up, taking care of uh, our podcast listeners. In fact, uh, I have a friend of mine who just bought a 7.3 Super Duty, and uh, he was going to buy somebody else's pedal thingy. Pedal thingy? Oh, wait, so does he have the 7.3 Godzilla? He has the 7.3 Godzilla. Okay. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, I just placed an order for this. What do you think? I go, well, you should have talked to me first because there's a better one from Banks, and here's why. Here's all the modes. You can change them on your phone. You can change them on your iDash. All the safety features. And it has the safety features. It's patented. It reversed the stock in reverse, so you don't have too much pedal sensitivity when you're, let's say, backing up your trailer or whatever. And if it fails, it fails in the OE mode, not in the... Amplified after mode, Yeah, mode. Yeah. After right. mode. So, yeah. so as with all Banks products, safety is paramount. They don't want to damage your vehicle or put you in a bad situation. And so I explained to him, you should go check out bankspower.com. And he's like, oh, I'm going to cancel <laughs> this order. Do you know anybody over there? I'm like, no, did I, don't. Really? I don't. Did he? I don't. No, he, he literally canceled the order in front of me. Oh, nice. And then I emailed you. No, I, I, I got that. Yeah. But I didn't know if you just felt embarrassed and didn't cancel it. No, he legitimately showed me his phone and said, Look, I just canceled it. He goes, <laughs> I sure hope your friend can talk to me. Yes. And I'm oh, like, I well, I did. He's not really a friend, but here's his email. How dare you? How no, dare you?
0: No, I did. I talked to him. his name was Mark. He's cool. He's a cool guy. Yeah, he's going to come down. He's getting his stereo redone, which I, I was going to say, I dude, knew you guy... guys would
1: bond over the stereo. So and he,
0: he all, right, all right, you know I'm the audiophile. Yes. He has the amplifiers that I cannot afford, they are bespoke. You basically go into this place up in La Cañada, California, somewhere outside of L.A., and they make amplifiers based on just what you tell them. Here's the music I listen to. They don't just say, here's no, off the shelf. No. They literally put the
1: capacitors, transistors, yeah. resistors to meet. He bought a yeah. base model XL mm-hmm. because he ripped the entire interior apart. He's like, I'm not paying for all that stuff. I'm changing it out anyway. Do you know what he's doing this week? I don't. He's replacing all of the RCAs, the cables. Oh, my gosh. they're not good enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I heard I heard the uh, the stereo, and I was like, Okay, oh, that's next
0: level. I mean, he's got what twenty, thirty grand into the stereo. Uh, yeah, maybe M- or more. Minimum. Did yeah. you see?
1: You haven't seen it yet, right? Only the photos that you shared me. Oh yeah, he basically had to build seat brackets for the rear seat to uh-huh. move them up and forward a couple inches to make room for the amps. And I'm like, no seat heaters needed back there because <laughs> there's to be plenty of heat flowing on the back of the cab. I don't know. Some of the new digital amps run pretty cool, so it may so, not be the bad. So let me ask you a technical question. When you plug in that Pedal Monster, will it affect the stereo at all? No, not at all. So he's going to be able to make beautiful music, not only from his awesome stereo, but also from the uh, rear tire squeal that is going to be uh, easier to attain with the Pedal Monster.
0: Absolutely. See if Banks has a Pedal Monster throttle booster for your truck. Go to bankspower.com and type in your year, make, and model. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to end. Add- what the truck, cause truck rides with the truck show,
3: we have the lifted, we have the lowered and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The truck show, the truck show,
0: the truck show, oh, oh. It's the truck show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. That's a... 213. Holman,
1: what is first on the docket? Oh, what do I do? I, I, I'm kind of partial to the Frontiers. Frontiers? I think the Frontiers are, are, are pretty cool. Okay. So just give you a quick overview, there's three of them, and uh, I'll let the excitement of the interview uh, describe to you uh, my feelings for them, but one was based on a Frontier Crew Cab Base Model S. And it was basically super stripper, kind of like the old Datsun 720. Like, this is your bare bones basic pickup. They have, like, retro uh, graphics on it. They found out that their steel spare wheels were actually kind of cool. So they just painted them white. So it's a silver truck with these white steelies on it and made this cool kind of retro homage back to the old Datsun when they were popular as your sort of, like, rugged, do-anything, affordable truck anybody could get into uh, it's four by four. And then the second one they did was a full Overlanding build on a Pro 4X crew cab with a lift, with 34-inch tires. It looks awesome. They did this really rad US Atlas graphic on the side. It's Is a, that
0: the, the, the two-tone one?
1: Yeah, it's white, gray, with orange accents on yes. it. And it's uh, got yeah. the, uh, the, the rack above the cab and the rack above the bed. And it's got a rooftop tent, all the stuff that you would expect from Overlander. And you would expect that might be my favorite. And while I do like it, the third one was the one when I saw it. So I, I can tell you guys well, this. Well, that, that
0: second one is the one that you showed me last week off
1: air, right? Yeah. And you were like, oh, my God. this, And I, and I was – That looks good because everybody yeah. everybody's done renderings of the new Frontier with big wheels and tires and a lift. But this is one of the first ones that I've actually seen it, and it's Nissan's own deal. Like they went, hey, the internet's trying to make our truck rad. Let's make our truck rad. <laughs> and so, it's again, Scott, it's I think it's a five-inch lift with 34s. And it just looks awesome. It's just really well done. It's super clean. You just want to take it out there. But that's not the one that that tugged on but my that heartstrings. One, but that
0: one is so you.
1: You would think. Yes. So I saw these trucks, if you remember, probably two months ago, I had to go down to La Jolla and I couldn't tell you. I was invited early to see these and kind of- Is this
0: the same trip where you uh, had the hard body, you were cruising around the hard body?
1: No, this was after that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That was a long time ago. You're like a local down there at Nissan. I know. So- uh, they uh, they invited me down. I was the only journalist down there. And they said, we have these three trucks we want to share with you. Tell us what you think before we put them out into the world. And I was like- all right. Yeah, I get it. That one's cool. Was there any pressure on you at the time to, like, deliver any
0: tech tips or anything? Yeah, I sure. I guess not-,
1: not pressure, but, you know, we're we're friends with Nissan, and they trust my input. And then there's a couple of things where I'm like, hey, swap this part out because this is sort of the knockoff Chinese part. And they're like, yeah, there's nothing in the supply chain. You can go, let me get you in touch with the guy. and can get the right things on there for you. Yeah, you know, that kind of stuff. Just to make it, keep it authentic. And, and then the last truck they showed me was the one that I really connected with, and that was the Project Hardbody. So it's Project 72X. Project Adventure, Project Hardbody. And the Project Hardbody has, the number one thing about it is the wheels. And let's just get into the interview. All right, so uh, today I'm back with our friend Hiran Patel, who's the Senior Manager of Exterior Design for Nissan. And you guys may remember uh, back in, uh, I believe it was like episode 170, where we had traveled down to La Jolla for uh, basically the launch of, the frontier to see the design. We did the walk around before uh, we really had a chance to drive it and hearing took us through, you know, all the design elements of the new truck and, you know, all the things that, that Nissan did um, to modernize it. And I think we can all agree, this is a really awesome design. As you can see from the excitement in the aftermarket so far, there's been plenty of people on my social feeds. who are already putting lift kits on them. Lots of people who bought them. We've actually had a few listeners who, have been excited about it and have bought their trucks and sent us pictures of their new frontiers and you guys have sort of taken that next step now that the truck is launched at the uh, recent chicago auto show you have three uh, design exercises that you revealed and it's three variations of what can be done to the new frontier and each of them are really cool and special in their own way so i wanted to sit down with you and then just walk through uh, the three trucks And i think the first one um, which is really cool, is the Project 72X Frontier.
3: Yeah, that one, um, all, all three of them are pretty cool. And we had, you know, we had a really good time trying to dream up different ways of doing these trucks. Um, I think something about the mid-sized truck segment that's really unique is that everyone kind of puts their own personality on their trucks. There isn't one way to do it. So these three kind of represent different ways of doing, you know, doing a truck and different ways of doing your, your new Frontier. Um, the Project 72X uh, in particular is kind of a really unique kind of niche of a niche, I guess you could say. I, I started seeing all these all these cool vintage trucks popping up on Bringer Trailer recently, and it just reminded me of uh, that time period and like the cool midsize slash, you know, back then compact pickup truck, that lifted narrow body look. And so this is kind of uh, an homage to that that time period, I guess you could say. So it's a narrow body truck. Uh, it's it's built off the S grade, and you know a lot of the Japanese trucks back in that time were you know lower. Uh, they were all lower price point trucks. Yeah, I remember. Kind of simple.
1: No, no passenger side mirror, no air conditioning. You know, you're yeah, lucky to have a clock on the dash. I mean, super bare bones. But that's what made the Japanese mini trucks back then so popular is because they were super affordable, and there was a million ways that you could outfit them. So with the the 72X is sort of has that nod back to the Datsun 720 with a lot of people who will remember that, especially if you're in your 50s, you, that's that was that first wave of trucks that were sort of popularized that I guess sort of, you know, it wasn't just the cheap truck that you bought for work or to get around. It was the affordable truck that you used as, you know, a, a canvas to start modifying and doing some stuff with, which is pretty cool.
3: Yeah, definitely. Like the advertisement of those, that era of trucks is all fun and like good times and doing cool things like, you know, jumping off sand dunes and things like that. And it wasn't too like serious or, you know, it wasn't like aggressive or anything like that. And so I wanted to kind of capture some of that feeling uh, in the 72X. Like it's a lot of fun and it's a lot of smiles and it's kind of like maybe no frills uh, way of looking at it. So so that's kind of this is we're we're trying to show Steely's in a really cool way on this truck. Um, yeah, white painted Steely's. So that's yeah, uh, white painted
1: Steely's. That's cool. I mean, that's the probably the first thing you notice is it's like, okay, what's the vibe here? Oh, it has
3: painted white, you know, Steely's on it. And you're going, okay, I get it, I get it. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's not too serious. Um, those are actually the spare wheels. I mean, uh, so kind of a nice. Uh, Nice gift. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, you're right, you're like oh these, these
1: actually don't suck. let's let's actually shine them up a little bit and make them the centerpiece. And it's kind of funny because you look at that truck and with those white painted wheels and the retro graphics on the side, it just again, it, it has that vibe back to the the late 70s or early 80s and I don't know if people were, you know would remember it, but um, those trucks are actually built in Smyrna. Uh, where you guys still have a plant today building vehicles and, that, you know, back in the early 80s, it's like 83 or something like that. And so again, we're kind of going this full circle of Nissan's heritage and, and a nod back to the people that would appreciate sort of the retro vibe. Because I think today's trucks have grown. Uh, Nissan's done a great job of making, keeping the frontier, especially this generation, same size as the outgoing generation, because there's a lot of people like, I want garageability. I don't need a big truck, I, I, I want something I can daily drive. But as trucks have gotten more complex and have gotten more expensive and bigger, it's nice to see what a bare bones but fun truck that you know is, is affordable, but you wouldn't be embarrassed to drive it because it still has that cool factor about it. What would that look like in a world of all this technology to dial it back and, and get back to simpler times?
3: Definitely. Yeah, that, that was that was exactly kind of the 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 goal of that this particular exercise was. How do you still make it cool without like just putting more on it or, or having it be more? Um, and, and that's something about the midsize segment that's definitely um, very valid. Like those people who are buying midsize trucks, they know they're not buying a full size truck. They're buying kind of that just right capability or maneuverability or parking ability. Those kinds of things are really important. So it's kind of reflected in that.
1: So the next truck that I think people are going to be really excited about that you guys release is sort of like the everything that you could do for that ultimate outfitting for overlanding adventure, being self-sustaining. It's it's the whole overlanding vibe that everybody's so excited about right now, and it's literally the bookend to the seventy-two X. Right, like it's it's you have the simple truck, and then you have a fully modern. You know, it's lifted and big tires and it's got this really cool wrap of, you know, the North America, essentially U.S. on it. It's a really cool color scheme of whites and grays, a little bit of orange splashes for color, rooftop tan and bed rack, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Maybe walk us through that and why that segment was important enough for you guys to not only do a design exercise on it, but to really envision where a customer might go with the new Frontier.
3: Uh, That's such a popular segment. People are people are going out and exploring with their with their trucks again, uh, especially during COVID times. Like the, you know, the car, the car, their vehicle, where they're where they're traveling is also the place they're living in. And so, you know, we wanted to take a stab at that too. This truck has you know quite a bit more of a suspension uh, change. It's got a five inch lift on it. And it's got a full kind of calmini um, suspension lift on it. So it's more you know it's more purposeful, more heavy duty. Larger tires, mud terrain tires on this
1: one. I think he um, went with 34s, and so the 34s, standard yeah. tire is is just a hair over 31, almost a 32 on the Pro yep. 4x. And you guys put it in, and, and the big tires look awesome on the new Frontier styling. Like it just, it looks right. And when you see it, you're like, wow, you know, you kind of envision a Pro 4x. You go, okay, love the styling. It's a, it's a, a tough looking little truck. You know, it's got that really cool stance. But seeing it on big tires really makes that come to life. It's almost like, you know, you as a designer probably did some sketches with big tires and already had an idea in your head what it would look like. And here it is in all is all its glory, I guess. Yeah,
3: pretty much every sketch has like 34s or 35s on it. Uh, they're <laughs> always they're always like the most off-roady. Um and, and seeing like the tread pattern, the chunky tread pattern on those tires, like it's cool. Like, and so. I'm hoping that there's a lot of frontiers on the roads that are, are wearing those, those tires and that stance, you know, kind of soon. Yeah. That, that build is a lot, you know, it's a lot more than the 72 X. Um, it's an adventure build. You know, we, we kept, you know, we kept it kind of literal, like it's a rooftop tent. Some of the accessories that we offer with the Yakima bed rack system, the side steps, And uh, one of the parts that we experimented on this one was the snorkel on that Build.
1: You guys did. That's a Nissan yeah. Design America part that you actually hand laid carbon fiber and made a snorkel. It, I'll tell it, you know for those of you who haven't seen it, head over to the four wheeler section on Motor Trend. And you'll see the story that we did. But look at the cl- the photos up close. It's absolutely gorgeous, and it's 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 almost you know I don't you know, want to get too cliche. Say it's like the cherry on top. But you look at this really beautiful build, and then you have this really nice hand laid carbon fiber, which I think it's like in, a, in a way, both a really nice design element, but also kind of a nod to Nismo too, right? You guys have some Nismo parts that are coming for the frontier and that heritage at Nissan of performance and carbon fiber. Not that a carbon fiber snorkel is going to make you way faster or lighten the load on Overland vehicle, but it's the nod to sort of the engineering acumen that Nissan has. You guys are willing to take the time and expense to, to make a really nice detailed piece on there that people could get excited about and see well you know nissan serious i I mean i would love to see something like that even if it's not in carbon fiber form make it to the parts catalog for the uh for the truck i think that would be really great
3: definitely and it's it's functional all of the ducting uh behind the fender uh, we worked all of that out and there's custom 3d printed parts um, for all of those kind of channels and uh, intersections and this was kind of a good project with our uh, technical designers here and the guys that work in our shop, learning how to prototype these parts, lay out carbon fiber, uh, things like that. And and also, it it works really well with the design of the truck. It doesn't just look like, you know, a lot of snorkels look like these big blow molded kind of elephant tusks. This fits the design really, really well, um, really tight looking technical part.
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely adds, I think technical is probably the, the right word for it. it. It looks like it's well integrated into the vehicle and that it belongs there, but, but the fact that, you know, it's, it's, there's that hand touch to it adds sort of a, like organicness to it. When you see the carbon fiber weave isn't totally perfect and it's really cool. And just, just all that kind of stuff just shows that there was care taken into it. And, and what's neat about the, uh, the adventure truck too, is you, the way that you've you know, integrated, the lower skid plate, the Pro4X skid plate. It's got the, you know, the roof rack. It's it's cool because you have the roof rack on the cab with a bunch of boxes on it. And then you've got the bed rack that holds the, I think it's the iCamper rooftop 10 on the back. Yes. And on those sides, you've got, you know, the MaxTrack recovery boards and you've got the packs for water and gas on the other side. And just the way that it it carries the weight and, and the products on there, the accessories, it just looks so right on that truck.
3: That's a that's kind of a nice nice thing, kind of well balanced. Um, we we did sit in the studio a lot, like trying trying to make sure that the tent <laughs> was just in the right spot, the yeah, the, the roof rack is in the right spot in relationship to the light, because um, the brackets for the lighting and everything we made in house. So we, we treated it all like a design exercise. There's probably 10 versions of the snorkel sitting in the <laughs> studio right now because they weren't kind of, yeah you know, they weren't just right. And sure. Well, and I think also, you know, it's
1: easy to just get all these aftermarket parts and bolt onto a basic truck, right? And go, okay, we're done. We have an Overlander yeah. now. Well, you guys, again, took really a lot of care into making sure that the design elements and using these accessories as design elements on that. We're nice and balanced, so that the 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 boxes on the front, and the rooftop tent, are sort of the same height, and that the wrap sort of skips the bed space, but then reappears back on the on the uh, tent itself. And so yes. it's when you look at it, it's it looks like it's kind of hugging the accessories, right? That that graphic application on the side, and then on the tent floating above the bed, it's sort of kind of keeping all the accessories to look like they're inside that entire look. And it's one of the ones that I've spent probably the most time looking at the photos
3: when we were in the studio we were working in a very isolated place it's just the designers and the modeling team that's working on the product and we're always debating inside you know like oh is this cool enough or is this <laughs> yeah. enough or is this too much you know that kind of thing or is it authentic
1: and I mean I think there were a few parts yeah, you guys had because the supply chain didn't allow you to get the like the the more authentic parts and we got you hooked up so you've got all the right pieces on there and it's just one of those things where uh, it's easy to add like all the Farkles on it, right? Like you put everything on there, and, and and then now it just looks like it's the kitchen sink. But I think you guys have been successful in taking it to a really tasteful but functional place and showcasing what's capable, you know, what is possible, I guess, on the new platform and the new trucks. So that's really cool. Cool. So the last one is probably my favorite, and it's not the least. And like 72X is really minimalist and simple, but it's, and it's not everything the way the adventure truck is. It's literally this exercise that somebody like me, who's in my mid forties, instantly connects to. And it's super special. It's project Hardbody, And when we talked to you back in April, you talked about some of the styling elements on the new frontier nodding back to the hard body. In fact, we had a hard body parked right next to it and actually got to drive that hard body as a little reminder of what it was like to be in in those, you know, that generation of Nissan truck. So what you guys did was you sort of took the new truck with an idea of the D21 body style hard body, which a lot of people listening to the podcast are going to remember and know about. And that was actually the very first truck design that you guys completed at, at Nissan Design America in La Jolla. And so, there's also heritage there for the Frontier now and the hard body back then. You took this modern design and you sort of added a little bit of winks and nods to the hard body and retro cues. To me, the best thing by far is the wheels. So, if you guys are listening and you remember the old 4x4 hard body and it had those super like chunky japanese techno three spoke wheels and you probably remember them from pathfinders from the hard body you guys actually took that wheel scaled it up to a modern size put a little bit of spin on it and the new frontier is wearing those awesome chunky three spoke wheels that nod back to the original hard body and to me that was i have to imagine that was probably a big design risk that was talked about internally and I'm so glad whoever pushed the button and said yes did it because they look so right on the uh, on the new body style. And I I hope that the response from the auto show inspires you guys to do some sort of retro hard body package because it's just too cool to ignore.
3: That's awesome. That's that's a great response to seeing those wheels um, and to seeing that truck. It was supposed to be. Um, it's it's kind of informed by that. D21, um, the big blocky three-spoke wheels that were on the D21, but we didn't want to just copy it for this new truck because the size of it's different, the offsets, and you know the general architecture of that wheel is different. So, but we wanted it. If you know that wheel and you saw this new one, then you'd get the connection. Yeah. And if you didn't know that truck, if you didn't know the D21 hard body, you could still look at the way it wears the 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 new Frontier wears these wheels and and be like oh those are cool you know so hopefully they have both of those effects and they were pretty controversial I have to say like I, I, when... I would
1: imagine I want to know what my <laughs> conversation was like if you drew the new the hard body and they said okay we need some concepts that we want to talk up Frontier yeah. and we want to do this because I, I I remember even seeing you know Frontier w- way early back in uh, Nashville back in Franklin at the Nissan headquarters I had a chance to see it you know maybe a couple of years early and there was even talks about what do you think about the hard body name? What do you think about the hard body package? So to see that at least that undertone of conversation about nodding back to hard body still exists today after the truck was launched. For me, that's every uh, you know, that's four-wheeler of, of the year competition or the full page ad of it tearing across the desert. Those wheels and like you said, they're not they're not exact, it's not an exact scale-up. There's it's a, an interpretation, but you immediately see them and you know exactly what they are. If you're of my age or this age group and grew up with yeah. that truck, if you're a little bit younger, you, you might go. Up up, I don't, I don't get it. And if you're a little bit older, you you might go. Oh, I remember that Nissan truck, but you, you don't have that heartstring connection that those of us who are probably in our 40s and 50s for our our group, our age group. It's it reminds me for me personally it reminds me of high school. You know, it reminds me of my buddies, hard body. It reminds me. You could, you talk about you know, the old 720 pickup and the, the ads were all about good times. It seems like the Pathfinder and, uh, and hard-body commercials of this era, of the D21 era, were all about like, you know, ruggedness and and tearing across the desert and way ahead of like, you know, even Raptors and TRXs and that, those types of ads today. Because if you remember, they had these kind of desert runner vibes. and And so to me, as a truck enthusiast this is when my truck enthusiasm was forming right like these are the building blocks of who i am as a truck enthusiast today so i just you, i think you hear it in my voice i'm excited because i think you did it you did it justice and you did well by those of us who remember that truck
3: that's cool the funny story about that wheel is uh we have a machining shop in the back and you know before you actually machine the wheel uh or machine any data it uh makes kind of a blank first like a rough blank and one day i came into the studio and these wheels are quite simple so one day i came into the studio and i asked the modeler i said oh you know how's everything going in the in the machining shop and he's like oh yeah it's great he goes you know we milled out the blank for your for your wheel and i'm like oh okay great and so we go (laughs) go back to look at the wheel i'm like this is the wheel it's not the blank (laughs) (laughs) like we're there already right
1: that's That's so cool (laughs) So beyond the wheels, the uh, it, it's wrapped in thirty-three inch BFGs. Uh, so it has a really nice uh, wheel and tire package. It's got the three-inch lift kit with adjustable upper control arms. It has uh, over fenders from the current Pro Four X. Uh, it's got the block style wheels that like we talked about. But it, this also does a bed-mounted spare tire carrier, and then that the Nissan or Nismo accessories bed-mounted a, a sport bar with the uh, ten-inch rectangular LEDs, and. There, it's two 10-inch LEDs that sort of remind you of the old days of like maybe KC highlights or something like that on top of your sport bar or roll bar in the back of the truck. But these are done in a really modern way because they're rectangular and they're LED light bars. And so it's kind of cool to see them mounted like you might remember an old KC back then. Um, but but the nod is there. But it's not it's not a one to one. It's it's done in a more modern yeah, way. It's done in a modern way, yeah. And then you've got a ton of cool graphics on it. It's it's blacked out. Um, you've got the like the tailgate applique. Uh, that looks really good uh, but it's not just a blacked out graphic it, it, there's actually some graphite black and you know matte in there so it, as the light catches the graphics it kind of reveals some additional design details that maybe look like a stadium truck tire or something like that tread it's it's really this cool and it's uh, asymmetrical it's just it, it's one of those trucks where i think when you look at it immediately you you, you get it but it looks simple but if you walk around it outside and the light shifts on you you start picking up those little details and i think that's what makes this really successful is it's not just we put these wheels on a lifted frontier here's all the other design elements and the one other thing that i really like is if you think about the new frontier and you look at the front bumper uh it's got the uh the driving lights and turn signals you guys made those amber with a black bumper fascia on yeah. the hard body project and that amber is again just feels so like 90s and retro
3: yeah it's the indicator light kind of amber look yeah definitely we like the blacked out areas like the front end at first it just looks blacked out but as you get closer to it um the grill has a different grit and sheen to the mesh and then the bumper is a gloss and then it has the amber uh, on the on the daytime running lights and so it kind of gives you that that same kind of look of um the d21 definitely yeah that, that was, that's a nice a nice thing that we we're able to do on it yeah
1: it look it looks good so I, i'm excited that uh, we can finally talk about these three trucks i'm excited to uh, to see all the response from people on it but i think uh, overall uh, really successful the stance on these are, are great it's neat to see the new frontier in three completely different uh, you know, imaginations, if you will, or, you know, like they say in the uh, in the spirits world, three expressions, right? And yes. uh, I, I like them all. I, I don't think, I think I remember when I went down there, you guys, well, which one's your favorite one? And I'm like, there isn't one because I get what you guys are getting at and each one hits me a different way for a different reason. And I, I'm hopeful that uh, people get excited, even more excited about the frontier because they are very hard to find right now. And I know quite a few people- <laughs> that are are looking for that truck and uh i'll drive by my local nissan dealer and uh it'll be like one frontier oh there's three today up oh, next day one frontier no Frontier. yeah i heard
3: i heard, i mean with with all the cars but i heard that the frontiers are selling off of off of the shipping trucks yeah or something yeah. like that yeah. Which yeah. Is, yeah i've heard
1: that also where people are catching the truck as it's dropping off so like, you know i want that one and uh I, like i said we've had a couple of listeners who have bought theirs and sent us pictures and said you know, Hey, just got my new truck or here's my wife's new truck. Or, you know, we just put a, a a kid on it and 33s and it just lends itself well to, uh, to uh, a lift and bigger tires. And I think that three inch lift on the hard body with 33s, that rear three quarter view is awesome. Like that, that just looks right. It just looks like it belongs off road somewhere. And, um, and that, that red color, it just, it's, it's so, it's so perfectly red, you know, it's not too purple. It's, not too orange. It's, it, it's, it's red. And, uh, there's, it's really hard to, to not love a red truck. Yeah. A red hard body, right? A red hard body. Exactly. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, I appreciate, uh, your time and, uh, congrats on getting these things out the door and we'll, I'm uh, anxious for, uh, you know, the people listening to the podcast to, uh, to give us their feedback on it when they see it, but, um, always great to talk to you and, uh, and you've always been very gracious to, uh, to kind of share the story. So thank you very much. Great. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. You recorded that um, in your underwear upstairs nope. in your office, didn't nope. you? That was a Zoom call, and that's why we don't do guests on Zoom, <laughs> and we do them on the phone when uh-huh. we uh, do the show. Now,
0: wait, you don't have to turn the video camera on on Zoom. You could just have audio only, and that, it just says SH a... for Sean Holman. What does that have to do with the audio? I'm saying I know that you did that in your skibbies. Why are you imagining
1: me like that? It's (laughs) making me uncomfortable.
0: Why has it always got to be about skivvies with you? I just think it's funny. All right, can we do some news? Yeah, I got news. What's
1: What's new in trucks?
0: We
4: need to know. What's new
0: in trucks? We
4: need to know.
0: What's new in trucks? We
4: need to know.
0: Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Oh, oh man. I, was, I was watching you. you no, were, I was looking at you, and you I, had I thought a weird look on your face. I was gonna no. go, uh, and then I thought but then you, you stopped because I didn't see you take a breath. The only way to do a uh, like a really big
1: uh, is to, to take a breath. No, I can do it without a breath. Let me see you do it. It's my uh, it's my magic power. No, you cannot. Yeah, okay, like I'm taking a breath, yeah, and I'm exhaling it. <sighs> ah. All right, you did it. Uh, thank you. Yeah, 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 you faked me out. Now you
0: right. got nothing. Huh. huh? Let's go back and do it again, because that was just. I. I feel like we're incomplete. What's what Wait. In do you want me to do we it to with know. no breath or with breath? What's new? Intro. No breath. I want to see if you can actually do it. Like new. New Exhaling. We need to yeah. Know. Right. Lifted. All no, lift. Ex- oh. right. Exhale. In between. There we go. What's happening in the world of trucks? Ah.
1: Mine oh, was better than yours. And I was. had no air in my lungs. Yeah, that was good. It was it, yours was gravelly. It had some uh, gravitas. Well, that's because it was pulling from the very bottom of my lungs, which I, I don't. See. I don't use that part of the lungs very often. <laughs> no, you don't. What do you, you mean? No, I don't. How would do you know? know? How dare you? I know you
0: don't because you smoke cigs all the time. I do not
1: smoke cigs. Yes, I do smoke cigars. cigars. Not that's, that's different than disgusting. Yeah. Stogies, cigarettes. I should have said. Yes, yes, I do enjoy right. uh, a stogie on more than one occasion. Uh-huh. In fact, my friends, uh, I helped them with uh, one of their uh, their new vehicle purchase. And they had gotten a Wrangler, and uh, in fact, they just uh, they moved to Tennessee. And I get a care package in the mail, and there's a certain cigar that I've really found a liking to that have been on back order forever, and they got me 20 of these cigars, Euroas. Hmm. If you uh, if you're a cigar guy, it's a lesser known brand, but E I O R A Euroa. Okay. And it's a very very nice cigar. Not expensive at all, just a really tasty, good, like everyday. Share one with your friends if they want to try something new. So, there's How do you go about when you're
0: out schmoozing, right? You're out um, where you need to repay someone for something they've done nice for you. How do you find out what they like in order to grease them later, right? You want to send them a bottle of whiskey Mm -hmm. or bourbon or
1: a cigar. Yeah, you don't. You send them what you like. That way, if they don't like it, they have to invite you over to consume it.
0: Oh, interesting. I was in Arizona this last weekend and the guy that they are always so hospitable. He and his wife just opened their house to us. They put a little plaque on their wall says, welcome Jay and Quinn to the house. And we stay in their spare bedroom and we take out their razor into the desert. And it was just awesome. And I see him drinking whiskey and I don't know, I can't make out what it is. I don't know the brand. It had some weird leather bottom half of the bottle. I don't know what it was. And it was a, oval shape and it was freaking massive and uh he was drinking it like water and i thought i don't and i didn't want to ask him what it is and then say oh, i need to get you some i so how do i i don't know anything about whiskey as you know i got you some i guess it was okay no it was great as buffalo Trace.
1: fantastic what should i get for him the same same buffalo Trace. Yeah, i mean that's that's a solid uh you know blanton's uh, i happen to really like jefferson's okay. jefferson's small batch or very small batch or ocean that you can go get at uh at uh, Total Wine. They have Jefferson a
0: Jefferson Small yeah. Batch.
1: Honestly, I think very small batch. The uh It's the, called very small batch. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I mean you could do like a stalwart like I like Jim Bean uh black uh, for the reason that it's a a pretty good bourbon, but you can get it anywhere. Yeah, so it's just, but I don't it, want but it, that, that but it's, seems it's, too obvious. Yeah. Even
0: but, I would know to get Jim Beam. Yeah. I want to get something like well, Bean Black.
1: It's 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 definitely way better than Jim Bean.
0: So like that one there. But I want to get something with a different name. Like I didn't just go, what you got? And grab something well, off you it, want you know, to grab the something, Safeway Shelf. Yeah,
1: okay. Well, then, you know, uh, was it Rabbit Holes? A pretty That's expensive. or do uh, you say it, pretty oh, expensive? More than 100 bucks a bottle? Uh, I can't remember right now. Angel's Envy? Angel's Envy Rye. If they like ryes, I love Angel's Envy Rye. That Angels. is- that uh, Will drink about 2x what the cost of it is. Okay. Uh, the Jefferson stuff, very small batch, I really enjoy for the price point. That's an amazing bourbon. And if you want to get crazy, there's all sorts of stuff like I said, rabbit hole or horse soldiers, another one, or you get into like, you know, Eagle Rare, or some of the, you know, cheese Pappy, or, you know, it goes on and on. Uh, I'm a big fan of whistle pig rye. Yep, uh, I've heard you talk uh, about that before. Boss, boss Hog, all that kind of stuff. So okay, yeah. The, the world oh, is how can you not, not love Boss Hog? The yeah, Boss Hog is awesome, and the, <laughs> they have little Dukes. Damn Dukes, damn Dukes. They have different, a, different Boss Hog little uh, toppers on them, so they're the toppers are collectible. And even like on a uh, on a Boss Hog, like the bottles empty are worth like two hundred bucks. Mostly because I think people put some crappy stuff in there and then pass it off to their friends, like, "Oh yeah, I got a uh, Boss Hog, I got Magellan, you know, or oh, you're gotcha. like, "No, you don't." Um, but, yeah, uh, and then uh, Blanton's is always good. You know, If you like the uh, John Wick movies, uh, Blanton's is in there. And uh, there's a guy who went to SHOT Show, and he was wearing a uh, Blanton shirt, and I asked if he also stayed at the Intercontinental. And uh, he laughed, and his, uh, he his, got wife, it. his wife goes, Why do people keep asking you weird <laughs> things like that?
0: Because she won't watch the movie right, with she, him. That's so why. she has no idea, right? right? Yep, so anyway, yep. was, he just
1: kind of was like, yeah, yeah high five and stuff. Um, but Blanton's is cool because everybody liked every uh, topper – is a guy racing a horse in a different phase of the race. And it spells out B L A, you know, it goes on to spells oh, out Oh, Interesting. Okay. But everyone is different. So the B at the beginning is the guy on the starting line and the S at the end is him passing the finish line. So the jockey riding the horse is different in every phase. That's just really cool. That is cool. So a lot of people like to collect them, so they can get all the blant. See, I
0: I will buy a beer at a bar that's got more than twenty beers yeah. by the the the, uh, the tap handle yeah, there you go. because I believe that some of the it came down to like the marketing director or the guy who owns the the company. Yeah. Right. He's like, if he doesn't have any creativity and makes a lame
1: beer tap tap handle,
0: yeah. then I don't want his beer. Yeah. And I literally have very rarely am I let down by buying something that I think is really creative. I'm like. I'll try that one. The guy's
1: like, all right. So, let's all you entrepreneurs. It Make it look good. It's Marketing, look marketing good. 101. I, I was at, uh, when I was in Vegas for Shot Show, I was at the uh, Monte Cristo bar and uh, cigar lounge. And the guy does the last pour out of a Blanton's bottle, the mm. the bartender. And I look over and he looks over at me. He goes, You need something? I'm like, What are you doing in that bottle? He goes, What do you mean? I go, Can I have the topper? He's like, Sure. Tosses me the topper, put in my pocket, give him a little $20 extra tip. I'm nice. Like, Thanks, brother. You know? So what's a-,
0: a bottle that blends go for?
1: Uh, if you had to guess, I, I mean it's, it's over two fifty. No, 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 no. I was like uh, sixty or something. Oh, okay. I don't right. know. It's it's affordable. Okay, it's good stuff. All right, perfect. Uh, it's it's one of those ones that kind of has the uh, prestige from the movie. So. Blends,
0: Angels Envy, yeah. Jefferson's very small batch. All right, I got a list. Yeah. I got it. Right. I'm gonna hit uh, Bevmo after this episode.
1: Do it. All right. Uh, so next up on the uh, whiskey and uh, bourbon news, <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know. Where do you want to start? Uh, I need so it, much news. You and I should
0: ha- do the, uh, there's a whiskey throttle, which is uh, a podcast put together by the guys at pro circuit. Okay. I think the, uh, the, uh, dirt bike company okay. make parts Yeah, uh, they've got all the stars. And then I've been sitting on the, uh, the domain whiskeydisco.com and we need to do something. Whiskey I, disco. I've had whiskey com for a decade okay. and I don't know what to do with it. And I'm not giving it up.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, we need uh, to
0: do that's that's it. It's whiskeydisco.com. Whiskey yep. and that's that's your. I'll I'll, I'll load it to you.
1: Mm-hmm. I'll give it to you on permanent alone uh-huh. to do a whiskey show. Uh, okay. All right. I know the people to include in that. Yes, you do. All right. Uh, first up, Nissan. Uh, it's reported that they're ending combustion engine development outside the U.S.
4: <laughs>
1: but but hold your horses. Trucks are not affected, oh. so let's truck guys get our uh, gas inches for a while. Okay, good. So I, I think everybody knows that uh, you know the age of ice uh, is winding down, not gone. But I've been warning you, golden era stuff's happening. For example, the uh, the new I guess tornado straight six is going to start replacing Hemis in all the uh, Chrysler products. Yeah, we've been hearing about that. In, uh, I think, 23 or 24. So our good friend Jim Morrison over at Jeep had mentioned to a reporter, hey, uh, when will we see, or do you have any information on the straight six or something? And he apparently said, are you going to be in New York? Meaning the New York Auto Show coming up, where, uh, ostensibly, that's where it'll be uh, revealed. Huh. So it'll be interesting to see. What happened? A new straight six? I love a straight six. I mean, a straight six as as anybody- Sounds sounds good. uh, Well, it sounds good. It's delivers great 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 power, great torque, all that stuff. Straight six is a great engine, but we went away from them for a few reasons. One of them was packaging, because now you're six cylinders deep versus a V8 where you're four. You know, a V8 and a four-cylinder, can, as long as it's wide enough, can fit in the same space, right? Well- Unless you have- Six tiny little cylinders. Like a, like a VR6? Like on <laughs> yes, a Volkswagen? Yeah, very, very tiny. So, you know, what happened was everybody started going away from the inline six because... Not Cummins. Well, not yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely not Cummins. Not Cummins. But everybody started going away from inline six for packaging reasons and things like that, and because you could do a V6 and a V8 as part of a family. Mm-hmm. But And we've talked about this before, but going forward, because small displacement four cylinders are the wave of the future... You can easily do a six-cylinder, four-cylinder family. So I think you'll start seeing six-cylinder straight sixes uh, start coming back in some of these first areas. You know, I believe it was uh, Mercedes is bringing back. Well, the... my wife's,
0: the one she had for a yeah. month
1: was a straight, straight six, six.
0: twin-turbo straight right. six.
1: And I think the uh, the Chrysler Tornado one is also a uh, twin-turbo straight six. Interesting. So it uh, should make good power. I'm, I'm actually excited. I, I will lament uh, all the days until the V8 is gone. Uh but if you can give me a really well-rounded straight six I'm a, I'm down with that yeah
0: so no more ice engines from Nissan outside of the U.S. Well, de- development
1: has, is, is, I guess, stopped. So, we gotcha. will still be that in the U.S. because this customer still demands uh, internal combustion engine powertrain, but you'll start seeing, you know, companies starting to uh, fade into electricity and, and ice and other uh, technologies and things like that. So, and then uh, rumor has it that the V8 in the Armada... Uh, no, I have not heard, by well, the way. Well, this is the same part. This okay. is the part of the same story, Lightning. Okay. No! <laughs> no, I have not heard. The uh, Armada V8 <laughs> might be replaced as soon as next year with the tw- uh twin turbo V6. Oh, really? So that would also make you wonder is Titan going to have a twin turbo V6 at some point they as well? They
0: should. They
1: should. Well, I mean, you look at the new uh Tundra, you look at the Ford F150. That's the way everyone's going. That's, yeah. You
0: know, 3.4 3.5 liter. Yep.
1: Ford took a jump and has proven, you know, that that engine is is capable enough to, you know, do the work of a pickup truck. So, yep. be uh interesting to see. I'm not saying I love it or I don't love it or I do love it, or I don't, or I do, or I don't, because I go back and forth, and I'm uh, incredibly torn uh, all the time at everything.
0: I think the the 3.5-liter V6s are making most people happy. They're they're satisfying most consumers, wouldn't you say? I mean, with yeah. the, the Ford and, and, the, and the new Tundra, I'm not hearing any real complaints out of the Tundra people. Um I am hearing there are some guys that have already tuned the Tundra. Nothing, quote-unquote, legal yet, yeah. but they are toying they're with playing it. they playing with it, They're yeah. getting 40 to 60 horsepower out of it. Yep. Um, and just with very little – these are guys that um, – I don't know. They're just tinkering at this point. So yep. it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens. We do need to talk to our friend Corey Willis at PPEI. Um, I recommended that he – I'm like, dude, you need to get on this Tundra situation because he's got Ford F-150s on lock, as you can imagine. And I said, this Tundra thing is going to be really big. He called me two days later. He goes, I bought one. You said I should get one and tune it. So he just went out and bought one.
1: All right, Lightning, did you hear? No! No! I did not. Uh, V8 powered Ford F-150 Raptor R orders could be available to your ordering pleasure as soon as this fall. Huh. (laughs) What? I'm just... It's too late for me. Uh, That ship has sailed. And I'm going to tell you that... uh, my guess, and I don't know, Raptor RV8 coming, yep. but new Bronco, 3-liter twin-turbo V6, not the 5-liter people were hoping for. TRX, Hellcat, Challenger, Charger, gone. 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 All that Hellcat stuff is, is ending in uh, 23? Yes. So uh, I would say, and I don't know for sure, that your next Ram 1500 top-of-line engine, as well as TRX, will be that new straight-six.
0: Interesting. The TRX will be straight six. That's
1: because the V8s are all going away.
0: What kind of power do you think they'll get out of it?
1: Uh, a lot. I'll leave it at that.
0: Oh, so you know. Well, I don't think it's going to be 700. Do you know or do you not know? No, I don't know. Okay. You're lying. Uh, Sure. Damn, <laughs> <Hey>, like- <laughs> Damn it. A straight six, what kind, more than 700 horsepower? No,
1: I said not. I said, I don't think don't it'll be know. more than that. I have no idea. Do I don't even to... know if what I'm saying is true. I'm just saying, reading the tea leaves, my guess is that you'll have a TRX with a straight six.
0: Do we need to talk to Dustin Whipple again about his new supercharger for the TRX, or do we need to speak with uh, uh, Steve Ripa of Tune, who has a bolt-on twin turbo system So it's a twin-charged TRX. Lightning,
1: do your magic. Why are you asking me? Call these people. No, I'm asking if you'd like to. Yes.
0: The, The weird part is that Steve is, I don't know this guy, but I see him post on this TRX group every single day. And he refuses to give any dyno numbers. He goes? Uh, guys and, are. They're like, hey, uh, how to, uh, get, put up a dyno sheet. And he's like, come by and have it for take it for a drive. We're like, nah. uh, no,
1: I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not, And he
0: gave one to. He put one into Street Speed Seven and he's like, oh, it looks great. And they did a side by side race with two TRXs, yeah. and he pulled away. I'm like, I, that's not enough for me. No, put the I, damn I need thing more. on a dyno.
1: I need more. Yeah, I need more. Yeah. Uh, they're, get, they're belly mounted. Well, I want to talk to Dustin about the Godzilla blower too. Okay. All right, I will line up, Dustin, and 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 the fact that uh, that he again, you know, I think maybe we talked about it last time, but just the fact that he's tied in with OEs as their performance parts is kind of a cool deal. Hey, Holman, did you hear? No, <laughs> no, I have to play one for you. No, there you go. You have
3: to um, have to one. Yeah,
1: I don't like that one. No, I don't.
0: Okay, (laughs) I like mine better. It appears as though Ford has patented a very interesting battery pack. Let me read you what's called the abstract in this recent uh, Ford patent. It says this disclosure details exemplary portable power systems for vehicles. The portable power system may be configured as a secondary battery pack that is removably stored within a front trunk of the vehicle. So you're thinking like the new Ford F-150 Lightning. The portable power system may include a plurality of individually removable battery units that can be used to extend vehicle driving range or power electrically powered vehicles that are separate from the vehicle. Okay, hold on a second. In some embodiments... When the portable power system is stored in the vehicle and the electrically powered device is connected to the portable power system, the vehicle may be controlled in a following mode. Why are you pointing at me? Because this is crazy. Okay. In which the vehicle is autonomously moved to follow the operator of the electrically powered
1: device. Okay. And? It's a remote controlled truck that you can like get out and You realize that Jeep already showed a commercial with that exact thing and Tesla's already doing it, right? But they've patented it. They've patented their version well, patented of it. Well, they the battery pack that is, that's thats
0: interesting okay. to me. So All right. You can I get see your, you're excited. You I just get, don't know why you're pointing you at me. You can me. get your Ford F-150 no Lightning No, people are on theory. the show,
1: and you can hear them when they bang the table like yes. this, and they're talking. They can't hear me point. No. Uh, lightning's <laughs> doing the exact same thing, but he's not contacting anything. It's I hate when like, people
0: bang the table. I have to edit it out. So how crazy if you're on the job site, and you've got this remote control device, and you're moving your Ford F-150 Lightning around like, a, like an RC car. Okay. I'm just saying uh, that's that's what I'm reading into this this battery pack patent that they've got. I don't know. I think that's bizarre and cool. Um. All right.
1: You're. I not. like it. Hey, Lightning. Okay. Did you hear?
0: No. 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 No.
1: No. I have not. That's a lot of no's for yeah. this story. Okay. Uh, according to Motor Trend, EPA rips the new Oshkosh. You know that weird, funky mail truck. Yep. Uh, over horrible fuel economy. <laughs> no. God, please no. No. <laughs> <That> seems excessive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, So the U.S. Postal Service estimated a $6 billion deal with Oshkosh Defense for the NGDV mail truck has been called into question by the EPA. Uh, They sent a letter this week and it complained, I guess last week, uh, about the poor fuel economy of the mail truck replacement and and urged the Postal Service not to proceed with a decision, which seems pretty- Ouch, that's harsh. Pretty harsh. Apparently, the EPA claims that the Oshkosh replacement vehicle only offers a 0. 0.4 mile per gallon fuel economy improvement over the agency's current fleet, with which is 30 years old and lacks such niceties as air conditioning. Uh, oh my lord! And uh, let her. No,
0: all... that's crazy. Because so we, I don't deal with Oshkosh, but the company that I work for sure. deals with Oshkosh, sure. and they're a a fairly tech advanced company. I'm
1: I'm kind of surprised that. To, to hear this. It says uh, the letter also complains that only 10% of the new vehicle fleet will be uh, fully electric. So uh, according to the Washington Post, the new gas-powered trucks would be air-conditioned, much to the delight of letter carriers nationwide, but with the AC running, they would average just 8.6 miles per gallon. Electric vehicle experts said the industry standard for gasoline-powered fleet vehicles is between 12 and 14. And so uh, the letter goes on to also cite concerns over the postal service's major competitors like Walmart, FedEx, and UPS committing to fully electric uh, by 2040 or 2050, with significant near-term fully electric vehicle fleet purchases already made, and so uh, we'll see what what happens. Uh, hey, Holman, uh, did you hear? No. What? What? Whose voice was that? I was, uh, oh, okay. That was, I was a recording. Okay, that was a recording mimicking you. I see.
0: The 2023 Ford Ranger will also ditch the traditional owner's manual. Now, I only bring this story up because. Owners' manuals for cell phones have been digital. I don't know since the beginning of Apple's oh, iPhone. Owners' right?
1: manuals for new cars have been all digital for at least five years too.
0: But I think truck buyers are slower to adopt new tech, and they want they they. I think many appreciate the reference material, being able to go to page two hundred and five to look up how the air conditioning controls operate, or something, right? Or that these bizarre trailer controls. How do you guys feel about all of these digital owner's manuals where it's either a PDF or it's an online manual where you have to look it up on a website, and if you're out of range on a farm somewhere, you got no owner's manual? How how do you feel about this? Are you They're doing it because they can save paper and printing and all those costs, and they can update owner's manuals in real time if they realize there's a glitch, a bug, or they frankly, they just want to update something, but there are a lot of people that are saying nope. I need something printed, tactile, that I can hold in my hands. Holman, what do you say?
1: Uh, I say I still like having printed things. Sometimes I do too. It's fun to sit around the campfire and uh, read about how to uh, uh, jumpstart your vehicle when it has two batteries, or uh, what does that funny light mean, or how, what wire do I have to cut for my auto start stop to go away? <laughs> It's certainly added to
0: so much conversation on forums and Facebook groups where guys will say, "What is this light?" And all the guys pile in. They're like, "Are you? Don't you're an idiot. You're an idiot. Like why?" But it happens every single day because guys just don't even know where to find the manual. (coughs) Google. Yeah, yeah. They should. They should Google
1: it. Hey, lightning. Did you hear? No. No, I did not. VIN number two of the uh, new Tundra TRD Pro uh, just brought in. Can you guess how much at the 2022 Barrett Jackson Scottsdale auction? VIN number two. Let's see. Of the 2022 Toyota Tundra TRD Pro.
0: $115,000.
1: Are you serious? No, I am not. (laughs) $550,000. What? Yes. What?
0: (laughs) What? 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 Are you insane? (laughs) $550,000?
1: Yeah. All proceeds go to charity, so I'm sure that had part... uh, you know, that was part of it, but uh, damn. 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 That's crazy. That is, wow. a, that is a lot of money. Five fifty. Five dollars
0: $550,000. For a Tundra.
1: For a Tundra. Huh. Who bought it? Do we know? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It'll end up a lot in a museum, money. won't it? They're going, no, they're going to take a big old write-off on it for charity.
0: To be that wealthy.
1: Hey, lighting, did you hear How about new? No, I have not. Uh, The all-new 2023 Ford Ranger Raptor is rumored to use the same three-liter twin-turbo V6 out of the Bronco Raptor, which makes a whole lot of sense since they uh, share a platform. Of course. Of course, we don't know if the Ranger Raptor is coming to the U.S. now that we have a Bronco Raptor and they're the same size class, same chassis. Uh, Yeah,
0: but one is designed to haul stuff and one isn't. You know, one's a people. Yeah, they
1: both haul ass. Yes, they do. <laughs> so, uh, would you guys want to see a Ranger Raptor? Or are you good with a Bronco Raptor? I mean, they we're talking like truck uh, guys. Is, so. is
0: it the, the Ranger Raptor, what's I reading? It's going to be like the low 50s?
1: Yeah, I think uh 52, something like that? 52, 53? Yeah. And the wheel travel on it is supposed to be pretty phenomenal for a little truck. So, uh, it's getting up toward big Raptor territory. I think like a foot of wheel travel or something like that. Okay. So, that is that's what, uh, what happens, that'll be rad. If we don't get it here, going to be pissed that other parts of the world are enjoying that. Because I, I do think that- I think guys do want it, and I think they're not going to get it. I think that the Bronco Raptor is cool, but I like the long wheelbase of the pickup truck and the utility of the pickup truck. So I, would, I think I'm in the Ranger Raptor camp. I figured you would be. Although, I mean, I wouldn't but turn I, down a- well. This, the Braptor? Uh, the, well, the Braptor looks like a, a rhinoceros. A rhinoceros? Yeah, it has How little, do you see that? Those ugly fender flares, and they has the trail sights that stick out the hood, which I like on the regular Bronco, yeah. but somehow they look like a rhinoceros on <laughs> on wheels. No, I don't think
0: so. They're just, they're a little bulbous, but yeah, uh, they're, yeah. they're fine with me. Yeah. I'm good.
1: Yes. Ish. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. I have not heard. No. Uh, apparently, uh, the Ford Maverick is a hot seller. I have heard that. <laughs> you <laughs> yes, did I hear that? Yes, I have. Yes. 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 <laughs> uh, despite uh, all the issues going on in the industry right now with uh, supply chain and chips and all that kind of good stuff, uh, the Maverick outsold the Ford Ranger and Toyota Tundra in January. So, wow! Click off a midsize and a full-size truck off your uh, off your list. There, as, Ford
0: is murdering
1: the game right now. I mean, that Maverick is a pretty like we've talked about. <laughs> I'm way more. I wanted to hate it. I'm like, no, not a truck. And then I drove it. I'm like, kind of, <laughs> fine, fine. Yeah. Did they tell you I saw one the other day with a plumber rack on the back? A guy using it as a contractor truck? Yes, you, yes, you did. I and, was... and as he drove by, did you go? <laughs> I, I didn't. I just I just looked at it and I, I nodded. I was yeah. like, all right.
0: Yeah, it's okay. All right. Man, the Ford Lightning, the Raptor, the Raptor R, the Raptor 37, the Ranger Raptor, the Bronco they're Raptor.
1: Like, yeah, Ram comes in and they're like, Boom, TRX. And then Ford's like, everything Raptor. You know, it's just like, okay, guys, calm down. They just barfed Raptor. They just they <laughs> Raptor. Uh, but they're, they're all good. So yeah. uh, just uh, you can't really go wrong. Mm. A... Listen, it's a great time to be a trucker off-road guy right now. Yeah. I mean, it's it ain't going to last long, but uh, get it while you no, can get it. No, no. It'll, it'll last long. It'll just be electric stuff. It won't be all the, yeah, less, true. you know, it'll yeah, just be true. different. All right, uh, Lightning. Did you hear? No, I did not. This one, I think, is going to uh, be interesting. So, as you know, uh, Ford with the Lightning and uh, Chevy with the uh, Silverado EV or the uh, Avalanche or Avalanche, as we like to uh, sometimes refer to it, have both been shown. Uh, Ram has only shown a, a couple like concept drawings and then a picture. T's of their skateboard platform, and everybody started looking at the skateboard platform for the RAM, and they're like, wait a minute, there's a bunch of batteries between the frame rails, and then there's a big open spot. And they're like, why wouldn't you stack batteries there?
0: Because that's where the drive shaft goes. Nope. I then I
1: don't know. <laughs> so. I was just—I mean, well, wait—is is, is it lengthwise? It's a cross where you would presumably be able to put another set of batteries. Well, no, no. But
0: what the the, the valley where they've left the opening? No batteries, right? Is it going? F- it's a
1: skateboard. F- there's no valley. <sighs> it's not a—it's not a traditional is it going brand. north, south, or east, west.
0: Where's the it, where are the batteries it's missing? Side to side, side to side, left to right, dissecting
1: <sighs> front to back. Listen, there's a hole where there should be batteries, and there's not batteries there, and you're thinking why? Because Ram has come out and basically said, we are going to kill it with range. Our truck customers demand range, and we are going to deliver range like nobody in the world can deliver range. We're going to connect you right to Southern California Edison with a cable. No. (laughs) That would be weird. Okay. Uh, Ram trademarked Revolution for their new truck. And... Revolution. Revolution.
0: Okay. For the R and the EV. The EV is probably capitalized and everything else is
1: lowercase. I don't know.
0: Well, Lightning, why do you ask the dumbest question? Because everyone else is doing EV in the in the. They're looking at words that have an EV yes. in the title. Re-
1: yes. So, Ram Revolution, is- Revol- revolution and there's yes. going to be a big EV. Yes, that's hundred percent right. No, I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> Can I tell my story? So, so, what's the freaking hole with no batteries? Exactly. Exist? Right. Do you want to know or not? Yes, I do. Ram CEO, our buddy Mike Caval. Has basically said at the Chicago Auto Show, Ram will have an onboard internal combustion range extender. So think of a hybrid today, which is an electric motor supplements the ice motor. He's doing a hybrid in reverse. They're going to have a gas or diesel small generator on board that charges the the uh, battery pack while you drive. Right. And it'll still be electric. Yes. And they're like, boom, we're not taking you guys. You don't have to plug in and, and charge to that thing for eight hours. You just go to the gas station like you do now, but you only have to do it once every two months or something. And we're going to be like, bam, Ram has gas and EV, but we're not a hybrid. We're reverse hybrid. Ah! Holman's
0: Holman's (laughs) whole head just got red right there. Hold on a second. Are you not not impressed? I think I'm impressed, but wait a minute. Why can the current crop of hybrids not charge their own batteries? No,
1: that's not the point. The point is the current crop of hybrids are a gas vehicle that get a little bit of a boost from an electric. And they reversed it. And they've made it a completely battery electric vehicle that has a generator on it. So- That generator isn't powering the vehicle. That generator is backfilling your battery that you're losing so you get range, which is the big thing with truck guys. There's not enough range. Well, what if we give you an onboard generator? And I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. Ford Lightning's basically said, check us out. You can plug into your house and power your whole house off the battery. But you have to be at a full charge. What if your Ram truck's like, boom, you got gas? Power your job site, power your house, power your tools. You can go out forever. You've got right? a generator, yeah. So it's ge- officially, I think they're calling it a RX EV or a range extending EV, and so it's still an EV. it's nothing zero emissions, right? All the battery guys are like, oh, zero emissions. No, it's not. That's the, we're we're outsourcing our filth somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And it depends. Do you have nuke power? Then cool, you're clean. Uh, do you have coal power? Do you have hydroelectric? Do you have solar? Depending on where your source is, depends on you know, what impact it has. Do you have lithium ion? And the big diesel tractor was, you know. The whole point of it is, if you're not really zero emissions anyway, I'm sort of okay with having an EV with all the advantages of EV, like crazy power and torque and quiet and smooth. And it charges itself with a little bit of fuel. And it charges itself a little bit of fuel. That's cool. I think that's cool. It is cool. I wonder yeah. how
0: much it'll charge and how long it would if you just left your generator on all night. Would it charge? Well, but we don't say so that's the
1: thing. We don't know how it's going to work. Well, of course do we have don't. to be driving. Right. Can, can you do it by yourself? Do you now have a full on portable generator that'll power a welder and stuff on your site? Your truck now becomes the hub of everything because it's like, oh dude, I totally got my uh, got my Chevy Silverado uh, EV work truck, man. I could totally like power my job site, and you're like.
2: Boom, dude, I just got a ram, ram truck, and I got
1: gas on board, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and I still have batteries, pal. Let's go, bro. And then the lightning guy comes. He's like, I got a lightning. Check me out. (laughs) And they're like, dude, got fuel. I, mean, I don't think, no? think it's gonna go down. You don't, don't think like that. it's gonna, no, think it's gonna be like all. Anchorman in the park? No, where like we're like four shows up and they're like, eh, we got Ours is a traditional pickup. All the accessories are cool because we got a bed separate from the cab and we're actually using the F-150 for him." And then Chevy's like, No, man, we're totally advanced, man. We're full skateboard. We're going going full skateboard on this one. And then Ram's like, Dude, I got both of you.
3: I got a full skateboard with
1: gas. I don't think it's no? the gas thing. No, I
0: think he rolls up and he goes, Yo, bro, I got batteries. And I charge myself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Self-charge. Self-charge. Yeah. Self-charging. Why Self-char- are we doing this voice? <laughs> I don't know, because it just sounds so sexy. Yeah, I don't know. Here's By call. the way, that's Here. just my normal uh, voice. Call, I guess. Self-charging. Yeah, if you
1: want to have a real sexy kind of technology, <laughs> but you're just a little bit old school, you want to get a Ram with self-charging batteries on board. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: weird. Let me go back here again.
1: All this. right. Uh, so anyway, I just I, I'm excited about that. That's I was curious how they were going to have so much more range than everybody else, and I think it's a really interesting. I'm idea. I'm waiting
0: for the, the the RAM to have like a. Uh, one of those Onan 10,000-watt generators, you know, diesel Jenny, There's like I had <laughs> well, in my RV. But,
1: but, I mean, the the joke's going to— I'll charge all of your trucks out here, bro! <laughs> well, mo- I mean, the Lightning can charge other things, Yeah, right? but the it, Rivian, can, but it depletes can charge itself. Well, of course. But the Ram is— It, it won't deplete itself. But you know? I'm guessing I'm guessing that'll be the upgrade powertrain, right? Like, it's you're going to—who in who knows? Maybe you sacrifice some onboard batteries for that. Well, batteries are pretty heavy. So maybe Ram's saying, well, we'll give you less batteries because we can charge, and then we have more efficiency— Because our vehicle is lighter and it's not pulling all those batteries around all the time. Uh, How many people are going to go back to that famous meme that has the charging station being run by a Cummins genset next? I mean, listen, nothing's perfect, but I think that this is more perfect for the truck, the average truck guy. Then just a BEV, depending on if you're urban, if you're in the city, if you're only driving 100 miles a day max, I think you're fine. But if you're a truck person who really uses your truck, I think this is a great way to have that battery technology and and a little bit more. We shall see. So anyway, it's kind of cool. Hey, Lightning, did you hear?
0: I did not. Uh, The
1: 2022 Bronco Everglades uh, has been announced at the Chicago Auto Show, and that's the... uh, Four door only. Is that the one where the uh, the, the uh, ugly
0: snorkel? No, I was gonna say the air conditioning kind of works, but it's uh, it's like dank and damp <laughs>
1: and hot and wet. That's super gross. Well, it's, that's the Everglades. That's, isn't that it? is the Everglades. Uh, so they have like a, a real unique, like solid looking wheel, like a monoblock kind of, and uh, it has a uh, snorkel, a factory worn winch. Uh, which I don't like how it's integrated. Like on a Wrangler, you get the uh, the front bumper and the winch, you get a winch plate, and it drops right in. The Bronco has like this winch appendage that sticks out in front of it. It could have been way more integrated, um, but it does have the Sasquatch package, the 35-inch tires, and it can forward 36 inches of water. It's That's pretty, a lot. Pretty damn deep. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm just wondering if they uh, upgraded the door seals, because I have definitely had um, – some vehicles going through water crossings where water got inside. That's not good. The Chevy ZR2 was an example, crossing Ooh. the uh, Mojave River. And then also, uh, according to Ford, the, the snorkel's kind of interesting because it'll have interchangeable intake plates. So the air can go from different sides, but uh, you can have a blocking plate for dusty air so it's not pulling in straight ahead. Um, it'd be pretty interesting. Uh, and the winch is a Warren xeon 10S, which is a fantastic winch. Anyway... Uh, if you're looking for a complete package that also comes with uh, safari bar, rock rails, uh, bash plates that are on the uh, existing Bronco, Black Diamond, and Badlands, then the Everglades will have that. And uh, the Florida guys are happy. Uh, this is four-door only. Don't know if they'll allow it with a soft top. I would imagine you want the hard top to keep the Skeeters out because they are big in Florida.
0: Especially when it's dank because your air conditioning ain't working. <laughs> and they're in there biting
1: you, leaving giant welts. Right. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? Oh, no. I did not. All right, for 2022, Jeep uh, is celebrating Jeep Beach Week in uh, Daytona with a uh, pair of uh, limited production uh, trim levels called the High Tide and then the Beach. The 2022 Jeep Wrangler High Tide is inspired by summer, and it's based on a Sport (laughs) S. What does that mean? has this crazy uh, vivid yellow paint called High Velocity, which will be uh, available across the Wrangler lineup soon. Uh, It'll be a 3.6 V6 uh, mated to the Automatic. And it features the Extreme Recon package, which has the 35s and beach-ready equipment that blends a mishmash of uh, Mopar parts together to uh, form another variant to the Wrangler lineup for somebody who wants that. Two questions. Have you been to Jeep Beach? Answer that one first. Uh, no. Okay. Heard is crazy. It's crazy. I don't want to S- go.
0: second one is, have you any idea how many right-hand drive Jeep jails are available right now
1: or have been sold? Uh, are you asking me? Do I know, or do you have the number? I don't have the number. It's probably hundred thousand or something. Wh- so my follow up is why Australia? No, here in the U.S. Uh, because people... if you go
0: on Car Gurus or anyone yeah. right now and type in right hand right hand drive Jeep JL, yeah, there's like ten listed at any one time.
1: Yeah, and why uh, because you were gonna go to Australia and then you decided not to and you no I'm oh. serious why don't know because people like being
0: weird no but why does Jeep why are they doing that postal that's, service no they're not fleet
1: pl- these are brand new maybe t- maybe a dealership had a deal with the postal Service and then they said no we have this new Oshkosh coming and then they said well now we have to sell this right-hand drive Jeep and somebody went cool
0: you remember a youtuber that we check in with Ryan Mayer yeah okay he's in Ohio and he bought some lime green one I don't know six months ago okay. right-hand drive okay. and I thought wow that's, that's weird and he made some comment like i didn't know that they were available as 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 readily available i said wait what and i okay certainly enough i found 20 of them for sale no i'm just stunned i'm like why is jeep putting out right hand drive jl's now, Jim for, Morrison,
1: you're listening. Answer Lightning's question because yeah, he wants to know: Is why.
0: there other than the postal service? Is there what other use cases? There for a right-hand drive being awesome, or is it for all the uh, the city, you know, like ticketing the the meter maids and know. stuff like that?
1: Maybe, uh, Jim, what's the answer? All right. Uh, so anyway, the uh, regular high tide features the extreme recompact, which is the thirty uh, fives, and you can uh, get a body colored hardtop, with the Sun Rider flip top over the front row, a Gorilla Glass windshield, which is also optional in other Wranglers. And a sand slush-ready floor mat. Uh, additionally, it gets rock rails, LED headlamps, fog lamps, high-tide hood decal, and uh, 456 gearing for those big tires, 17-inch uh, beadlock-capable wheels. Sounds like the uh, first 500 high-tide examples will be uh, called Jeep Beach Models. And so that's a special edition of the special edition. Uh, you'll be able to tell them apart by the beach decal on the side of the hood versus the high-tide. The regular high-tide and Jeep Beach models start at $50,800. 35 bucks and can be ordered now are available in five colors. Hydro blue, sting gray and the latest high velocity are included in those colors.
4: Yeah, buddy.
1: I think Emmy uh, loves beach stuff. <laughs> just <laughs> randomly there? All right. Hey, yeah. lighting, did you hear?
0: Good God in heaven, there are just so very many ways for me to say this to you. Never, not in a million years, absolutely not. No way, Jose. No chance, Lance. And yet, negatory. Mm-mm, nah, uh-uh. And of course, my own personal favorite of all time, man falling off of a cliff. No!
1: No, I do not believe that I have heard. Our friends over at a TFL Truck have... Uh, Tested towing a Rivian with uh, a vintage Ford F-100 on the trailer. Saw that. I don't know where they got the F-100. They probably could have just picked mine Taking up. yours? Yeah. Theirs was beat up from the feet up. Yep. Mine at least looks nice while it's yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I, I watched their YouTube video, and um, it was not really – the way the TFL does stuff, um, it's entertaining. I like the way they test. But they, there's nothing scientific about any of their tests. they sure. just two dudes that just- Go out and do stuff. They don't even write it down on like a piece of paper. They just They do might. S- they do stuff. They might. I don't know. But this one was interesting. They went, they're on the I-70, right? Trying to make their way up to, uh, through the Eisenhower Tunnel. And they basically ran out of juice at the very top and had to coast down.
1: Which is uh, great for that regen.
0: Nope, it's not because they regened only 2%. They only got 2% But did they back. get to a charger? Um, you know what? I was bored about three quarters of the way through the <laughs> so video, you didn't and even I watch it. out. Yeah.
1: Uh, so apparently uh, they did a 153-mile trip in about uh, two hours and 45 minutes with an average speed of uh, a little over 55 miles an hour. And the ribbon used uh, 91% of the battery to do so. So if the battery is drained completely, which I have done on a Rivian and came in as the screens are shouting at you, there's always a little bit more in reserve than it tells you, but your speed's reduced, power's reduced, go to eco mode with front wheel drive, all the stuff and screens start flashing at you and all that stuff. But they've about around 170 Talk miles. about anxiety. One thing is to oh, run yeah. out of
0: fuel. It's another thing where your dash is lighting up going, Boo, woo, woo. you know, it just you might as well have a siren going off.
1: Well, if you figure that the standard Rivian has around uh what is it, 280 miles or so of of, of realistic range, not when you're towing. Uh they, you know, they if their range is 170 if we're about that towing, and of course every tow load is different. Aerodynamics and weight and trailer And all that stuff. But it was, you know, once again, it was an interesting test where they lost about 40% of capacity towing. So we've probably, we've guessed before around 50%. And I think if you figure while I'm towing with my electric, 50% is probably about what you'll lose. That's realistic. I think that's definitely more. And they kept a really low speed too. They're at 55, which as you know, crossing uh, the country where speed limits are 70, 75, and 80. Uh, 55 is really slow, and the truckers will kill you and push you off the road.
0: And I don't think people really realize how much energy it takes to get from 50 to, say, 80. Yeah. That, because you your are-
1: Aerodynamics a, come into play between 50 a, and 55 miles per hour. Yeah. Uh,
0: that red Ram that I was driving, yeah. it's a 2007 Dually. Yeah. And at 55 to 65 miles per hour, I'm getting around 20 miles per gallon, mm-hmm. which is really good for that truck. Yeah, sure. It's
1: a 6.7 liter truck. But when I hit around 80, I'm getting 10 miles a gallon. Uh that's almost identical to my supercharged Wrangler with a rooftop tent. Yeah. Around 55, I'm probably doing close to uh 1920. Around 80, I'm doing about 11. So when these
0: vehicles are rated they're rated at 55 65 yeah. miles per hour once you go above that well with it takes ac so much more fuel, energy. people yeah. on the, all that stuff but so. it, the fact is just mainly air i mean look Aerop- ho- hold your hand out the window sideways yeah. i mean it's the dumbest thing ever but the I difference between so. 35 and 80 at 80 100 miles an hour you can't hold your hand out there anymore i mean imagine this giant brick of a truck you're driving so
1: um it makes sense that you would going that, a little yeah. bit
0: faster, you're, you're just- So
1: I'm sure we'll see more of these tests coming out. Sucking up, up the but watts. It was interesting to uh, to see what they got out of it. Uh, all right. Well, that's it for news. But uh, one last thing. if you uh, I just want to say at fourwheeler.com uh, on the Motor Trend site, um, I did the first installment of the Odd Ford, the old GPW. And so that story is up now. So if you want to read about that, it's uh, this 80-year-old flat fender GPW sees daylight after 23 years in a box.
0: Where or, do we go on four-wheeler?
1: Uh, it, right now, it's in the the regular content well, but it'll be under uh, Project Vehicles, or just type in uh, uh, Odd Ford. I'm sure that's it'll come such
0: up. an industry term. Content well
1: does that just mean yes. homepage? That means your your well your line of content that your stories are stacked as you're scrolling through the yes.
0: center column, the, right down yeah, the middle, right where all those stories. are. Okay, all right. Just
1: making it clear, I want people to read so, your story. Anyway, part one of uh, Project Odd Ford. So if you're interested in old jeeps, uh, you'll see. Uh, or Fords, for that matter. Was that
0: written before or after you had our buddy up north do the roll cage? Uh,
1: after, but it is only about before. This I is see. introducing it, and then we'll get into it. My I goal, can't keep track of your timeline. Dude, my goal, well, it's because you talk to me. The rest of the world hasn't seen it, except see for it. on the at Odd Ford uh, Instagram. The goal is to get it uh, ready. I was going to try and do an Easter Jeep Safari this year. It's probably not going to be realistic, considering all the things that are on back order and stuff that I'm waiting for. But I want to go do like the Mojave Road. With other flat fenders like Vern Simons and Christian Hazel from Four Wheeler, that would be fun. I think that would be awesome. And yeah. you you look at all of the stuff from you know MDHCA and the old Mojave Road guidebooks, and they're all in old flat fenders and CJ fives and Toyota pickups and Datsun seven twenty. Taking it back, and, and taking, taking dude, it back, it's awesome. Like you look back at all the K five Blazers. Uh, so I want to do like a vintage old run with these things, but it's got to get a lot more reliable and a lot of stuff has to happen. I don't think uh, you could support a rooftop tent on that thing. No, no. I, I want to do it where it's like a white gas lantern and a canvas sleeping bag. Yeah. You know, like really old school. Like like, like halfway through, you're mad that you decided to do this. You're like, this isn't <laughs> fun anymore. I thought this was going to be awesome. I'll,
0: I'll do it. I would love to do it with you, but for a day and a half. Um, Maybe
1: two days. Okay. Do
0: it for three. Three? <laughs> Holman, what do you think about talking 6 by 6 trucks? Uh, I'm only into it if they
1: crab walk. I think these do, so you're in luck. All right, let's uh, give Manny a call from Pappy's Garage.
0: Hello? Hello. Is this is Manny Ramirez at Pappy's Garage, Lightning Holman Truck Show Podcast. How's it going? How's it going, Sean? What's going on, man? You got uh, both man. of us Such- here, Lightning and Holman. Yeah, but mostly,
1: nice. mostly just Sean.
0: No, it's mostly Lightning and Holman. It's mostly just it's me. no. It's just both of us.
1: It's me, it's though. Both of us. You, you're just sitting in the room. Oh, you think in so? the corner?
0: Really? I haven't even introduced myself to you. You're just disparaging me. Yes. Well, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have a quick intro to play. Don't move, Manny. <clears throat> You're the innovator moderator. You're the innovator moderator. You're the innovator
3: moderator. make new stuff and it's really really cool. Yeah, you're the innovator moderator. Step on up and tell us what you're working on.
1: So uh, we are putting you in the uh, the innovator category because you have uh, a company that makes six by six trucks that crab walk way before hummer did it with only four wheels yep now i don't know if you can hear that through the phone but the 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 jingle is innovator
0: Motorator. so yeah as holman said you're innovating six by sixes how why
1: what what the awesome where did you start and decide i want to do i want to throw an extra axle that steers on a truck
2: so we're kind of a bunch of nerds kind of put together at the shop and uh we've kind of been seeing that a lot of six by sixes are kind of like taking off on the internet and uh you know, we're all kind of young, so we're all on Instagram all day and looking at reels and this and that. And we see a lot of cool things with a lot of six by sixes. Some of them are a little bit useless. Some are really useful. Some look really cool. Some don't look cool. We had seen a long time ago some other six by six actually crab walk. But we're like, hey, you know what? If we can make one crab walk or like, you know, better said, if we can make one control the rear axles fully automated, you know, this might be an actual drivable truck. You know, in other words, we have a 24-foot truck that can't turn in a corner unless you take, like, three points to make a normal left turn. Why don't we just, you know, make a truck that drives just as nicely as a Nissan Sentra would but is about the size of a behemoth? But does a Nissan
1: Sentra drive
0: particularly well? I mean, better than a 6x6 without rear turning axles, Good point. point. Yeah, no, we need to stop for a second. You said you have a bunch of, you know, nerds. Yeah, working at your shop. At Pappy's Garage, what were you doing? Because when I go to Pappy's Garage on, on, online, I just see mainly six by sixes. So what's the backstory? What's the day job?
2: So the day job started in 2016. I personally dropped out of uh, UF. I was trying to do some history stuff. I wanted to go to law school. Decided to leave and start building hot rods little by little. We kind of like pieced the rest of the team together. We had a team member that left, uh, being a service manager at Hyundai. We had another team member that dropped out of nursing school. We had another team member that actually finished mechanical engineering. Um, he works for like the local power company. We have another team member that's like head of security at a bank. We have another team member that decided to like sell his full blown trucking business to like join forces with us. Oh my god! And, uh, So we kind of just got together. Uh, We've been doing like custom suspensions and stuff like that forever. Um, We were putting airbags on things like, you know, we started with a lowered lifestyle type of thing and hot rods and stuff like that. So that's how, kind of how we got into bags. And then we decided that we'd make our own management system. So that's kind of how we got into like microcontrollers and coding and figuring that stuff out. And then as we continued to evolve, We're like, hey, we need to like put ourselves on the map type of thing. So we kind of got together and we're like, if we make these two big trucks that we can drive and we can properly drive on the road going sideways at 40, 60 miles an hour and with the hit of a button, they straighten themselves out back to, you know, perfect center. This would be the, the way to go to SEMA. And that's exactly what we did last year. That was that was the plan. And that's what we did.
0: Was Pappy's Garage like an actual, you were selling, you were building and selling hot rods and lowered trucks and things like that? Right.
2: Okay. Yeah, I started with, our first build was a 1949 uh, Chevy pickup. It wasn't a five window, it was a three window. It was lowered, a little four link in the back, stuff like that. After that, we got a couple F-250s and people were like, hey, can you make us a four link? So we bought a CNC plasma table. That was kind of how when we first got into like fabricating. From there, you know, we continued just, we worked a little bit on like diesel mechanic as well, because we have uh, somebody at the shop that's obsessed with like going fast with diesel engines. That was good for some revenue, seeing as here in South Florida, a lot of people have a lot of diesel trucks for absolutely no reason. But <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, that's kind of how that went. And as we, you know, a little bit of money that we would make, we would throw back at the shop. And then that's how we kind of pieced everything together. We got our own CNC mill and, you know, we got a bigger place and that's kind of how it grew. And then we're like, okay, it's time that we do something that puts us on the map. You know, we didn't not, not, not to diminish like smaller shops that thrive on just doing like, you know, more regular repair work and like smaller stuff. That's just, we, we want to kind of try to go for the top, you know, cause we see a lot of people that are, you know, hitting some really, really, really good. Um, let's use the word numbers, you know, like they're getting views or they're getting sales or, you know, they're building cool things and people are noticing them. And we figured we could probably, you know, give it a shot and do something cool ourselves.
0: Now, do you think that there's a market for the six by sixes or is it just that a it's a it, it puts you on a pedestal and it, it shows the world what you're capable of? Or do you think you can actually produce and sell these things?
2: So that was the idea. Um, we see a lot of six by sixes selling for a lot of money. Mind you, these are um, high wallet clients that are usually buying these. But we've noticed that a lot of them, you know, I, I'm not the type of person in the industry to ever bash anybody else in their industry. But we noticed that a lot of those trucks are useless trucks. You know, they can't tow with their trucks. They can't pull nice boats with their trucks. They can't go mudding with these trucks, let alone drive them on the highway. If you wanted to go to the mall and park them, it's not convenient or easy or practical. If you're stuck doing a U-turn, God forbid, if you have a trailer, if you do have one that tows, it's not practical to back in the trailer. So our idea was, hey, if we make something bigger than everybody else is making and somehow make it more drivable than, you know, your regular F-150, then this might be even more marketable than the other ones. It's just a lot of the guys that are selling these, you know, they have their marketing down pat. And for us, that's kind of been like, you know, we're here with the product now, now it's time to like market it. So that's kind of what we're pushing for now. But yes, overall, the idea was, hey, we're capable of this, you know, anything below this is easy for us.
0: And on your six by sixes, what stands them? How do they stand apart from the other guys that are doing? I think there's a company out of Utah
2: and there's a few here and there. There's definitely a lot of people building a lot of different trucks, which is cool. Um, I'm very pro free market, a lot of uh, competition. I think that promotes everybody to build a better and better product for a customer. You know, This is why we speak on really good phones. This is why you're 3,000 miles away and you know, we hear each other nice and crystal clear. Uh, um, actually,
1: I beg to differ. That's because of my $12 Amazon cable that is hooked up on the, uh, on the board.
2: <laughs> no, don't, don't, no, no. He doesn't have to know that.
0: Oh, okay. Sorry. No, yeah, no, no. We're crystal clear. And here's not, his ear. I'm That's using the medicine.
1: same exact cable, so.
2: <laughs> Perfect. But, uh, yeah, so uh, what we're doing different. So we start with new trucks. Some people don't. Um, everything that we do on these trucks is completely modular. So, like, per se, on our RAM platform, it's a RAM 5500 truck. That starts life as a ram 5500 cabin chassis ram does offer that package with like a laramie limited and that's what we buy it's a fully loaded laramie limited truck comes with the wheelbase that we do and we basically unbolt the whole factory suspension and bolt on our full six by six kit that front live axle is a bolt on truss it just converts that normal four link that that truck would have to a much longer one with a center cradle in the rears we have two axles they start life as corporate se- uh the the, the The center chunk is a 14-bolt corporate center. Um, We use DOM tubing, half-inch wall across, Dana 60 outers, custom shafts, slap it together with our trusses, um, our airbags on top of it, and then all of the bridges that go on these cabin chassis bolt right on. We use the cabin chassis platform for that same reason, because every one of these trucks, no matter what brand it would be, a Ram, Chevy or Ford, one of the big brands, is always going to have the same width of frame rail on the back because these trucks were intended to usually either have like a flatbed or a tow unit or a box truck or whatever the case might be. So our full suspension is completely modular. You could technically buy this Ram at the dealer, have us slap on this stuff. You know, and then at the end of the day, if you want to take off all the stuff, you could take it off and, you know, trade the truck right back in. There's no modification whatsoever to that truck. You know, we do re-gear the front to match the rear, obviously, but that's not, you know, a real modification.
0: I noticed that at least the ones that I see on your site and on the videos that we've watched, they're all flat beds. Is that, is there a reason for that or could you fabricate a bed, a regular just pickup truck bed or is that?
2: That's very interesting because that's been kind of like the ongoing debate since after SEMA. I personally love flatbeds. I think they're extremely useful. And I think, you know, somebody that wants to use their truck for useful purposes, like one of us, uh, one of our partners bought a house last week and we needed to go move some tile and we had to load up a couple pallets on the tile. And it was super easy to just crab walk right into floor and decor and load it up with three pallets <laughs> Put on a little show there, strap it up and go to his house. You know, it was great. You know, if you have a regular pickup truck bed, it's usually not that practical and you're going to be cautious. What well, is fine. But um, a lot of people... So the beds are interesting. There are flat beds, but the lower half of the bed is actually, we're a sheet metal shop since we used to do like restoration and stuff like that. The lower half of the bed actually shares the same exact body lines as the cab. Um, we did that so it could be a little bit better, but since it is rhino lined right now, it doesn't have such a nice finish, I guess. So you don't really appreciate that metalwork. So what we are going to do on the Rams, it is since it is like, quote unquote, the prettier boy type of truck versus the Chevy one that we have, we're going to make a full blown bed on it. Just so we can show people that we can also offer it with a bed because most of these six by six trucks that are for sale out there, whether they're gladiators or whatever the case might be, even like the Mercedes G wagons, they have a finished bed on the back. You know, guys aren't really going to floor and decor and hauling six pallets worth of tile with them, you know, but we want to target all the things. We're really big fans. I'm sure you guys have seen those nice like welding rigs with those really nice beds on them where they put their um, welding units. I really, really like that stuff. I really think that that's like very, very nice. I guess. But um, that's kind of what the idea was. But, you know, we're open to doing anything. There's nothing that we're opposed to doing. That's why, quote unquote, for the flatbeds.
0: Yeah. I, mean, I, I assume that if a client comes to you and, and requests certain things, you'll figure out how to make it. I mean, you've got mechanical yeah. engineer on staff and you've got everyone to do all those
2: jobs. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing that we won't do um, for a client. You know, we're trying to make the kits. Uh, We're using the word kits, but we're trying to make the trucks and the things that we put on the trucks as modular as possible. I really don't want anybody to ever feel that they're attached to something. Like, they're forced. Like, oh, no, you now you're stuck with this. Now, if in the future you want to do something else, you know, go for it. A lot of people, like, this is why you buy a brand new F-250 and you slap in a 4-inch lift kit. And then you work your way up to an 8-inch lift kit. And then you get a custom lift kit. And then if not, you trade it in and you get a different truck and you start all over again. Oh, he's you know, talking about you,
1: Lightning. Want... He is talking he's about me. He's literally talking about you. I went from a it's 6 it's, to, it's, a, to a... That's
2: six... a true car guy there, yeah. you know? That's uh... what it is. Like, you, you have... To... <laughs> you have to learn from your mistakes, but you never learn. So that, that, you start okay, off. That you're right. spend three, you, you spend don't learn. three times the money. Yeah, okay. Because that is our band lighting. Just,
1: yeah,
0: Why is so, it just yeah. me? Hold on. You've done that. You wait,
1: hold on. Holman, uh-huh. you said you've you've made the right choice on every part always. All I'm saying is uh, I've I went to at Pappy's garage on Instagram and I immediately thought of you. Why?
0: <laughs> because of the big trucks? Because I love big trucks. Yeah. I do you love but, big
1: trucks and you cannot lie.
0: <laughs> but listen, you have not made the right decision every single time. You have upgraded. I've watched you upgrade. Not entire vehicles though. Not a, well, I don't do entire vehicles, but like suspension. Uh-huh. He's just he's talking about going from a four to a six to an eight to a twelve, whatever. Uh-huh. I've watched you change your shocks over and over because you're like, Oh, I have an opportunity. Those are to building get blocks. Sh-. Uh, they're no, building blocks they're, for me, too. They're freaking – uh, uh, they're suspension systems. Uh-huh. And as you go, want a bigger tire, you need to go higher up in the air. You just – otherwise, you can't clear. Uh-huh. I rest my <laughs> case, mother effort. <laughs> <laughs> Manny, how often do you see your clients upgrading, doing stuff where they're like, I, you know what, 35s are fine for me because I'm going to be on the streets of South Florida, and then before you know it, they're at 42s.
2: That's exactly why we built the truck with 42s from the beginning. Um. The trucks are so big that we make the 42s look small you know i have people when i tell people the trucks have 42s they're like those are 42s that's always the first response it's like yeah those are 42s you know the the truck is like the equivalent of like an 18-inch lift you know the only thing is that this is an 18-inch lifted truck that's 24 feet long that's still a hair under nine feet like clearance well that's not going to fit your
1: driveway (laughs) It fits
2: perfectly. The best part is that you go to Starbucks and you drive right through perfectly. You know, you don't you 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 put your phone and you grab your little Happy's map app. You press the tight turn feature, and as you drive through the drive through, everybody's like mind blown that this you know that you're getting a pumpkin spice latte.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, there's a lot of videos of the Crab Walk where the tires are going the same direction, but you can do opposite direction on the rears to bring the rear around
2: for those really tight situations or parking. Right 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 so the management system um will allow you to control pretty much every single feature that we add to the truck and we're trying to like now integrate like more CAN bus um, communication so you can actually see like live parameters of the truck on our management system um, the management system is going to control some basic things you're going to have like a traction page which we have Both of the rear differentials have ARB lockers. We do want every single wheel to lock and fully engage at some point, you know, so that will be controlled through there. Also, your air ride management is controlled through there. It's going to be both height based and pressure based. So as if, uh, for instance, if you're towing, you know, the second you hook up a trailer, the rear sensors are going to pick up that you're going to have a drop in height. But the pressure staying constant. So then at that point, the app will prompt you. Hey, are you towing? You select yes, and it'll air up the rear automatically for you back to level height. So you don't have to be, you know, messing around with that. And then finally, you have your steer page within your steer page. You're going to have three modes of driving normal mode in which the rears are permanently locked within one third of a degree of like perfect alignment and then um crab walk or tight turn so when you select crab walk if you turn your wheel to the front about 10 degrees 5 degrees any any amount of degrees that you turn it's going to mimic the rears to the same exact degree the rear actually does uh, a little bit greater than the front just to give you a little bit more of an angle Um, but those are parameters that you can change in your settings if you don't want to crab walk as aggressively or not and then in tight turn mode it does the exact opposite of what you do. So let's say you approach a right turn that is gonna be a very tight turn and um, you you open up your phone, you hit the tight turn mode. And then as you turn your front wheel progressively, the rears are gonna progressively match the front. It's extremely useful. Like we were hauling yesterday, we're gonna be posting some videos now, some really, really big boats that some of our buddies have here. It's got like a 42 foot boat with like four outboards and the other one's got like a 34 foot boat with four outboards. And we were doing like 83 miles an hour on these boats and I, I've never done 80 miles an hour on the water. And I, we, we were all just like scared. But, um, <laughs> we were pulling the boats around town and they keep their boats on like dry docks. And they're like, these things are impossible to tow. And like we have some tighter streets here and, you know, to make a right turn with the boats, you usually like got to open up like a freight train. And um, when I showed them with the tight turn feature, how convenient it is, because some people don't understand that when you're towing a trailer, if you have your rear axles turning, you're actually separating the trailer from the curb because your rear axle's doing the opening for you so you don't need to open up any eat e 2 lanes you could technically stay like within the first lane and a half turn fully there and the trailer never sweeps you know you don't eat the curb with the trailer
1: uh, you talk about the phone app and having a phone and pages on it will you guys be offering like an or could you run just an ipad mini or something like that yes that, that would be so more permanent to do
2: is, right yeah that's that's a great idea i mean I, for for the price of the trucks including anybody and ipad mini to just dedicate solely to the management system it's not the end of the world but what we want to do is something a little bit nicer these are new trucks you know so um for instance on the ram there's a nice 12 inch you connect screen on it yep as soon as we're completely done with all of the coding as far as the management system goes on the app we can contact apple and the same thing for android um i put and it on carplay these... or Android right got it okay yes
1: i'm just thinking because it'd be a lot it. easier then opening my phone or, you know, I am I might be, you know, doing whatever on it and then go, oh, crap, turn coming yeah. up. Hold on, let me find the path. I, I wonder if they'll align it. Right, up. right.
2: Um, we will include a little controller to have your basic functions, like air up, air down, your corners, your presets. You know, there'll be a little screen there. It's just our idea is, you know, why limit it to only a controller? You know, we want to avoid having, because a lot of people have, like, so let's say you build an off-road vehicle. Let's, let's not call it a six by six. Let's call it a normal, you know, truck. And let's say you do ARB lockers. Okay, cool, you have two switches, one for your ARB lock, for one for each locker. Let's say you have train horns. Okay, that's another button on the truck. Let's say your compressors don't run on a switch and you have a little thing on the side to like power your air tools. Okay, that's another button. Let's say you do have air ride on the truck. Okay, now let's say you go with airlift. Okay, cool, that's another controller and another app. All right, now let's say for some reason you got inspired and you wanted to make it rear steer. Okay, now you need a toggle switch of some sort. And then we all know that that on the highway is not the best and you never really have an alignment. And there's some self-centering systems, but they're more dedicated towards like rock bouncers and these type of rock crawlers that use like rear steering just for that. You know, It takes a, a big brain. To properly drive rear steer, if you're not like a true car guy, you know, like, hey, what do you mean? I got to turn left and the car goes right. You know, like, how does how does that work? You know,
1: <laughs> hey, just watch the movie Cars. It'll explain all of it for you.
0: It's true.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> At what point did you bring in coders? And you know, this is not like HTML. You're working in Xcode or whatever it is that Apple requires. I mean, you have, or or you do you, or you contract a company to do it. You still need people who know what the hell they're
2: talking about. We do every single step of every single process in-house. There's not a bolt that's not done here. There's not something that didn't get printed on the 3D printer before it went on the CNC mill. There's not a piece of sheet metal, despite me designing on SOLIDWORKS. Didn't get cut three times anyways because the bolt hole wasn't dead center. Um, As far as coding goes, that's where the one that works for cybersecurity at a bank comes into play. He's like head honcho there. Between me and him, it's a lot of long nights. This is why it's uh, midnight here and we're still here. And that's what we're working on. And that's kind of what it is. Uh, like I told you, I we use the word nerds, you know, because it's, you know, some people want to find it like an offensive word. But we're just a big group of guys that know a lot about a lot of different things. And that's kind of like how we can, like, get around things. But, yes, that's how we got into coding. The guy, his name is uh, Adrian. He's the code man here. You know everybody else knows a little bit about coding but he's he's the guy that writes all of the lines of codes here you know we all have just uh, i guess um we understand the logic behind it so it's like hey let's add an if statement for you know cryab or hey let's change the ratio of what the rears are turning so let's go back into this you know demand or whatnot and that's kind of how that works we haven't dealt with anybody yet we're scared of dealing with people Because we can see how expensive and unaffordable it becomes. So we figured if we just crammed in as much learning as we possibly could, we would be able to save that money and not live a normal life. So that's what we decided to do. (laughs) Let's
0: talk about buying one of these things. What does it set someone
1: back? And what are the options? And do you have the sales staff for the inundation of calls you're going to get from this podcast?
2: (laughs) 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 We are putting these two trucks officially for sale along with any other trucks as of April 1st. Our management system is still extremely rudimentary in the sense that we don't have a finished module where all of the airlines are going into and all of the hydraulic hoses are going into and stuff like that. That's what we're finishing off. We're going through, as, as I mentioned before, now, you know, for microelectronics, like I'm going to give you an example. One of the things that w- that held us back was we needed a thing called a flyback diode so basically when the solenoid would close it wouldn't loop back into the processor a little bit of you know um electricity that was lingering around then it would cause the processor to shut off and you could imagine that would be dangerous so these are like the little hurdles that we want to knock out so we're giving ourselves a deadline of april 1st to be done with these trucks at that point anybody can either order trucks or buy any of these two trucks we're trying to go for a retail number of about 320 to 350 we haven't decided just yet until we don't finalize the cost on this management system which is what we really believe is going to set these trucks apart from the rest of the trucks we are going to be doing a type of thing that the first 20 trucks that we sell are going to be for just about our cost once again our cost is subject to change but our cost is you know well north of 200 into these trucks so we're trying to probably sell the first 20 trucks for about 250 to 270. Once we have that number dialed in, what we really want to do is get some big guys, you know, um, that have a big following that maybe have other six by six trucks that have other off-road vehicles that have other tow pigs. Cause there's other guys that use these like nice internationals or these freight liners to pull their boats. You know, we want these type of guys like, Hey, drive this. This is going to be about the same money right now as that truck show me how much more value this truck has versus that truck seeing as these kits are bolt-on you know and our management system is our management system it's not a bunch of stuff that we got to kind of like put together into a box and then shove it in the bottom of the truck type of thing we really believe that, you know, between powder and finish and wheels, we can probably get a truck in and into the shop. Assuming we can get all of the products we need into the shop, we could probably get a truck out of the shop in two or three weeks.
0: Oh, so, wow. I do find it really cool that you've decided to do everything yourself. I mean, you could have just, what so many guys do, they just team up with Kilderman or someone like that, right? I mean, or, right, or, or like right. Airlift or whoever. And you've decided, no, we're going to do it all ourselves, bring it all in house. I mean, it's pretty unique. I mean, you could have just been an assembler and you chose not to
2: right so there's a lot of different companies building cool trucks in that way um like for instance like earth roamer they make like these really nice rvs and whatnot but they like piece together things from a bunch of different companies and there's nothing wrong with that there's a market for everything out here you know you you guys know that more than everybody you guys talk to everybody in the market all day but what we really wanted to do is put our brand on everything you know we wanted to be able to say hey those arms were made by us hey those things were made by us hey that management system is us hey that bed is us hey that um you know, everything that's on the truck is us to really show what we're capable of our like of our range, you know. And if everything happens to be quote unquote modular, you know, then that's practical because, you know, now we can like for the for the Chevy per se, there's very few there's very little support for this like medium duty Chevy. So we made like a bumper for it, you know.
1: Did so we wanted to uh, so, Did you happen to mm-hmm? make a plug for the flow tie so that you don't have the logo <laughs> with that big hole in the middle of it?
2: For the what? Or oh, <laughs> for the bow tie so it doesn't have a hole in the middle of
1: it? <laughs> Yeah, well, the, <laughs> the 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 flow tie bugs me. I think it should just be a regular old Chevy logo.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's I don't, I don't understand why it's hollow either. So thermal management.
1: Have oh yeah, <laughs> so they can get air through it. that's yeah. the bottom line. Yeah, they needed it for that big old radiator.
2: Oh, that's cool. I you know that's that's something none of us here knew. There promise. you go. You come to the truck show podcast. You get, uh, <laughs> learn something. <laughs> learn something. New.
0: Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> where where did poppies come from? The name.
2: Oh man, that's a long story. So. Um, That'll be my fault, unfortunately. I have a really, really uh, group of dynamic friends. And one day we were bored in college and everybody kind of had like somewhat of a nickname. And I didn't have a nickname. And, you know, me just to troll them. Pappy in Spanish means like daddy. And I'm like, hey, if I said, uh, call me Pappy, would you guys call me Pappy? And they're like, no, we're never going to call you that. What the hell? Why would we do that? And I was like, okay, that's fine. Sure enough, I decided to open up the shop and call it that. I, you know, I obviously grew up really close to my father and stuff like that. So I was like, hey, if anybody ever asks, you know, my dad was my best friend. So I'll just be like, it's a father and something, you know. It was more of like a trolling thing, and then we would just <laughs> we just kind of ran with it. And then, you know, here it's kind of catchy, and we figured, hey, if we market it and we we named our brand Pappies, you know, nobody really needs to know, and it's cool, it's catchy, you know, I like it, and that's kind of just how it stuck. It doesn't really have any value.
0: I like the link back to your dad. I mean, people have a lot of respect. I don't.
1: It. I like the link right. back to him trolling. I think that's a way <laughs> better story. I was just a jackass who wanted to troll the world, and then I ended up getting really successful. And that's the name we have. So it yep. is what it is.
2: Right. I mean, you go, you go on Tesla's website right now, and you know, Model S, Model Three, Model X, Model Y. Sexy, right? right. Sexy. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's that's for us. You know, I mean, we got a quarter in house all day. So I mean, that's the biggest troll we have at the shop. <laughs> Gotta so.
0: got have a little fun. April one is when you'll start talking to customers in earnest about ordering these
2: right we we have our our websites up you know you can contact us on the website you can my numbers on there directly our other sales numbers on there our emails are on there you know any questions if any somebody does want to make a pre-order we are taking like pre-order deposits if they want a different truck like we've had some interest in like fords like why didn't you guys build a ford like the aluminum body why didn't you guys do an aluminum body ford You know, and we just thought there was a lot of built Fords out there. So we didn't want to have just another Ford. They're like, yeah, but this is a six by six Ford. And I was like, well, there's some six by six Fords out there, too. You know, so we didn't want to look like we're coming out and stepping on people's toes, you know. But if somebody does want to build that, you know, the platform doesn't change much. So we're kind of entertaining the idea. We've had like very, very weird but cool inquiries. You know, uh, have you you guys familiar with those like old Land Rovers, like the Defenders and stuff? Oh, yeah, of course. Those things are beautiful man and we've had a couple guys like interested in that and you know i've been talking to them and you know some people don't want you know a steerable rear six by six truck they just want a truck that's a six by six and i'm like hey you know we can do that too you know we don't. You some don't people just want it. a truck yeah 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 you know there's there's nothing wrong with it so i mean at this point we'll, t- we'll take any any question about any kind of cool build what we really really do like to do is cool things you guys like the same things you know cool unique things if somebody comes at us with a project with you know something a little bit more i guess cookie cutter which is nothing wrong you know those are technically the best builds and then somebody else comes at us with something that's like you know a little bit more crazy we're going to go with the crazier guys because unfortunately we like to struggle here <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. like the honesty <laughs> you guys can check all this stuff out by the way at pappiesgarage.com, p-a-p-i-s garage com And then just click all over the website. There's plenty of photos and you can watch video of them doing uh, donuts in the dirt with both of the six by sixes. It's it's really cool. And then and Manny, I think this is you on camera, right? Doing the walkthrough.
2: Yeah, that'll be me on camera. It's kind of funny because uh, at the shop, I wear boots all day, like big cowboy slip on boots and, you know, pants. And I, I look like a regular, I guess the type of guy that would work on these trucks. And then on camera, everybody at the shop makes fun of me because I wear these. Because you look like
1: you you
2: just got off
1: a Floridian uh, yacht. Well, yeah, yes. you look so Miami Vice with your loafers on, and we're
2: like, "What?
0: You, you, you are a,
1: listen. You are a linen shirt unbuttoned with gold chains and a hernia in your belly button sticking out away from being the be, being a kingpin down there, my friend."
2: That is dead accurate. That is dead accurate. So that's kind of a running joke here. We went to SEMA, and everybody's like wearing you know like regular sneakers, like Yeezys or Nikes, and they're wearing some like shorts that are like at their knees or a little bit longer. How many people down there have globes? Well, he said that because
0: I wear gloves. They're like, they're like. Nobody vans. wears gloves. I wear them because I like them. Whatever, I don't care. I don't give a rat's ass. I'm like, uh Yeah, but they wear Vans in South Florida. They of course wear they do. Like they wear Vans everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, they wear Vans everywhere. I have my you Vans know. on right now, pal. I've got my checkered slip-ons right exactly. there. What got, what, what <laughs> shoes are you wearing right now, Manny?
2: I'm wearing my boots. I'm still at the shop. I'm wearing <laughs> <laughs> slip-on boots. Perfect. But yeah, I mean, as soon as I leave here, I'll have the loafers. It's either boots or loafers for me. There's no middle. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh,
1: we appreciate you uh, sticking – you you might be one of the first people we've ever talked to on two days in the same show.
2: Yeah, yeah, because he crossed over.
1: Yeah, it's it's past midnight where he is.
2: That's crazy. That's pretty awesome,
1: dude. You got a chance to end your day with us and start your day with us. That's bad for him. (laughs) (laughs) You need better life choices. Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Definitely. he does. This is why we're stuck building these trucks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations on the success so far. And what we should do is when you get these things fully on the market later this year, we should check back in with you and, and see how uh, see how things are going.
1: Yeah. Keep keep us in the loop. And in the meantime, uh, uh, pappiesgarage.com or at pappysgarage on uh, Instagram. And you guys can check out some of the, the cool stuff they got going on.
2: Appreciate you guys. You guys have a great evening. Talk to you soon. Talk to you. are you good with uh, reading some email?
1: Let's do it.
0: Am I going first you you going first? You ask me that every time and I always say you. All right. Uh, California DMV from Trevor says, hey, fellas, I know you both had experiences with old vehicles registering um, at the California Department of Motor Vehicles. Do you know a definitive answer to how long a vehicle has to be unregistered for it to age out of the system? I've heard a random number of 17 years, but I'd like to know for sure before I show up with a vehicle that's like a year short of aging out and wind up owing the maximum penalty amount. I know that um, <clears throat> the uh, Lockjaw, the truck that Holman bought for me, hadn't been registered in roughly, I think it was 13 years, and my bill was somewhere around 1700 bucks. Oh, my gosh. And I had a friend of mine... Make that go away, but it, it technically uh, I, I, um, just
1: bleep that last part. No, 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 no. no. He okay. did. He did it or legally, okay. but he—it's he some fancy footwork. I will tell you that uh, Odd Ford had not been registered since 1998, but was what California calls a PNO, Planned non op and so I paid like 150 bucks or something.
0: If you do a Planned yeah, non op but a lot of people forget yeah. and they just stick it in the shed. By the somewhere. way, my
1: F100 not on a PNO. I actually pay registration every year in hopes that someday I'll drive it. Wow. Don't
0: know what to say about that.
1: You're up. Uh, I do. <laughs> I do. I'm going to be- uh, Removing it from the bank's- uh, um, Facility. From storage a, facility. Dust Emporium. I'm going to uh, take it home and finish it this year, hopefully. Okay. More to come. I'll help you. <laughs> Move it? <laughs>
0: I, well, A, I'll trailer it okay. with my brand new Jim Glow trailer, which okay. you saw sitting it in front of the house. Perfect. What did you think of that thing, uh, by the way? That
1: thing's by? awesome. What it, was it? Was that the old C20 chassis? That is Lockjaw's and chassis. what are you doing with
0: that? It's going to Salve. Mr.
1: Sean Moore. The one that I bought for you from Sean, by That's the way? That's correct. So he's taking the chassis and then doing what with it? He wants the engine. And I said, oh. if you want the engine, you have, you have to, to have take it. all of it. Damn it. I talked to him the other day about the uh, Volkswagen for my daughter. Yeah. Uh, super awesome. We got plans. Oh, good. Dude. Good. That dude has- yeah, Mad, mad skills anyway, when it comes to Volkswagen. VW guys, anyway, he has everything. He built 50 cars yeah. out of, and he's like, oh, dude, to put the dual port 1600 in the 60, the transmission won't work. It's a 6-volt. You got to do a 12-volt. I've got the. Oh, you know what? I have. I just got to. Uh, f- hold on. He walks over here. There it is. We're going to use that house. That house in there. Oh, but you need an 81 oh, gear. Oh, you went to his house? Oh, AD, O81 he pulls a gear off the wall. Here's you, the gear. You went to his garage. You're going like, to need a different main shaft. This stuff is falling off. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's so much So like, You're going to need the main shaft. I think around. Oh, I got the main shaft right here. <laughs> so, yeah. Sean Moore's awesome. Yeah. Do you, you, Volkswagen guy? Sean Moore's your So, friend. anyway, he's getting the. uh I Mr. Owe him Gummy Bear Rain, by the way. Still. The
0: uh, 1999 Mr. Good Wrench uh, 350. Perfect. I don't know what he's doing with the chassis. Yeah. But uh, right. we had to get out. We hired some more mechanical engineers. They had no place to park
1: because it was hogging up spaces yeah. in our
0: parking lot. But
1: uh, All right. Got one here from uh, Leander Peters says, short distance camping. He says, hi, when talking about the electric RVs, you started to rant about camping trips close to home. I don't have a problem camping out close by as long as there's something cool there. We've taken our RV and camped by the south Saskatchewan River only a mile from our house on private property. It's quiet, peaceful, and beautiful, a cheap and fun outing for the kids, especially but we do have a regional park nearby They just don't understand why people go there. It's only 30 minutes from a major city and among several small towns. The problem is it's right beside a busy highway. I'm talking a few hundred feet. There's no lake, river, mountain, or really any kind of a view. The only thing is it has a playground for the kids and a golf course. Well, there's your answer. They're going to golf. It says, uh, and it's full all the time. You can see into people's campsites. You drive past on the highway. There must be uh, so much traffic noise. I guess uh, I'm not a golfer, so I don't understand. That's my rant. Keep up the uh, good work. And that's our friend uh, Leander from Canada. So here's what's
0: weird. Um, I stopped going out with uh, this huge group of people that went to this place up uh, by Santa Barbara called Flying Flags. Where's that Anderson's pea soup place? Sol. Sa- oh, I
1: or Sa- no, it's in uh, uh Sa- Sa- Solvang,
0: right? With the with the uh, windmill, the windmills, the Danish little soup. town. Yeah, pea yeah. soup. Okay, dude, we could, all these families would spend all this money and rent RVs and stuff, and then stay in this Flying Flags place. 50 feet from the freeway, yeah. and it's not even by the beach, it's inland. I'm like, w- w- what's this about? Like, why am yeah. I spending all this money to have a campsite this 17 feet from the next campsite and freaking by the freeway? Well, and
1: the point was we were saying that that RV, the EV RV by Winnebago, had like 100 miles range. We're like, what? Who would do that? But apparently there are people. A lot of people.
0: All right. Uh, PPS is the uh, subject line from Landon. You are my first- Five star on Spotify. Hey, thanks. By the
1: way, uh, we had a listener. Five
4: star review. Five stars.
1: Who DM'd us the other day trying to uh, add five stars to Spotify. And uh, Spotify called him out in the app and said, you have to listen to one episode before you can rate it. (laughs) So uh, go listen on Spotify and give us uh, five stars. I think we're up to like, I don't know. Six or something—I don't know. We need more yeah. Spotify.
0: I know a lot of you guys listen on Spotify, so just hook us up. Focus I think up. I don't think any of us knew that we were getting ratings
1: there, so please do it now. Like, All right, right, uh, right now got one here uh, from Robert Cervantes on the Icon Bronco. He says, "Hey, Thundercat and Silverhawk, nice. Yes, I, like I that. Uh, dated myself there." If you are of a certain age, you'll uh, know what he's referring to.
0: Thundercat and Silverhawk was a cartoon, right? A cartoon, yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, not only am I a bus mechanic, I also worked DoorDash at night. One of my deliveries, I came across this Bronco parked in one of the stalls in an apartment complex. I didn't get a chance to fully look at it, but daddy likey. Uh, oh, it that's wa- creepy. It was Don't a picture of an icon Bronco, which, <laughs> by the way, should be in a sealed garage, not in a carport in an apartment complex. Yeah. No, it should seems be. super weird. He says, uh, as always, five stars. Congratulations. You have earned five stars and an old school Finnegan. Yeah, buddy.
0: Yeah, buddy. Intro jingle is a subject line from uh, Nunez, Desert Wanderer, and DJ Voice Guy. Uh, you said it wrong. It's DJ Voice Guy. I don't really. I do that as a joke. Like I don't really have a DJ voice, do I? What's up, DJ Voice Guy? <laughs> God, uh, I, Mister Radio, doing the DJ Voice Guy. I ah, do that as a joke. I don't. I mean, my voice is squeaking, whining, and, and thank you for putting up with it. Uh, I would say that the intro jingle, which is catchy, could be updated. The jingle only includes gasoline and diesel power trucks, but the podcast has evolved to heavily include future electrification. Uh, not,
1: I wouldn't say heavily, but we would do. Put, by the way, okay, you make that argument, sure. And there'll be more EV stuff in the future It's coming, sorry. Listen, about six months ago, told Lightning, we should update the jingle to where it says, you know, you know uh, blah, blah, diesel and gasoline. And then I said we should add EV. And what did you say? I don't recall what I said. <laughs> I don't. I don't you
0: recall said, what I you said. You said no. Yeah. I, you said I. Oh, I don't want to do that. My, I my answer is still no. I don't want to do it. Just because you don't want to do it, or you don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's necessary, and I don't want to ask Omar to do
1: it. I'll ask him. There We're nothing. buddies. Okay. You know why? Because he didn't get COVID from me. At your super spreader I don't think he got COVID <laughs> oh, that's at all. Good. Yeah, poor guy.
0: Because I was worried about
1: that. Yeah, I was too. <laughs> He's never talked to you. <laughs> Would have felt
0: really bad. You he had did a wedding wear to wear mask all night. Yeah, he had a very high-paying wedding to DJ like the next weekend. Yeah, he Wait, had like the world's thickest uh, mask on. Way the to whole go, night. Lighting.
1: Yeah. I think we could do it, but Lightning says no. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, TruckShowPodcast I, at gmail.com.
0: And also, he says, uh, P.S. Thanks for ruining my Bose mini speaker system <laughs> that I have in the bathroom, although its flatness is still better than the treble of my cell phone speaker. Um, yeah. Bose blows, and I can't wait for uh, some of my favorite auto menu no to, not, and no to not use
1: them anymore. Until uh, Bose jumps in uh, on a sponsorship, and then they're great. Then I love Bose. <laughs> no,
0: I'm still going to have uh, reservations about
1: promoting them. All right. Uh, I've got the uh, last one here from Garrett Daniel. says, Lighting and Holman, guys, I love the show, and I've listened to every single episode. I've even enjoyed the jingles and drops the whole time. <laughs> I've even. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing Under is, duress. One thing has bugged me, however, about one specific guest. Mr. Farah, he is entitled to his opinions, but one in particular I think was inaccurate, the width of modern trucks in comparison to older trucks. He insinuated that trucks were always less girthy than they currently are, and I'll give him that in the 90s. That was certainly the case, but I present to you my 1964 Swepline Dodge D200, which I built last year. I built this truck on a 2011 Ram 1500 chassis, 5'7", outdoorsman package, crew cab short bed. I only had to move the wheel wells to make them fit the newer truck's wheelbase. It did not widen the truck. In fact, I had to purchase American Racing Outlaws with different from stock backspacing just to push the wheels out to the edges of the fenders to look normal. My point is that aside from a short era, I don't think trucks have been much smaller than anything uh, they currently are. I'll give him the TRX and Raptor variants. But stock trucks don't seem to be any wider, and unless they are a crew cab long bed, they aren't any longer either. I regularly take my truck into Cincinnati and meet with my business clients and haven't had any issues with finding parking, nor have I had to park like a dick. I could see how in a city like New York City, that might be different. Seems to me that Matt went from one coast to another, but forgot to stop anywhere in between. Anyway, I uh, love the show. Keep uh, the suckage low, and remember to mount those parameters. And that was from uh, Garrett Daniels, owner of R&D Fabworks in uh, I, I don't know how you say it, Crittenden, uh, Kentucky. What, what? What he said... Ah! Thank you for listening,
0: buddy. Appreciate it. Hey, and we are looking for your Know Your Notes. As a reminder, we want to hear your exhaust note. We will guess what vehicle it's in. 657-205-6105. is the five-star hotline.
4: The Truck Show. The Truck
0: Show. The Truck Show. Oh, oh.
1: He's at LBC Lighting. I'm at Sean P. Holden on the gram, and we are at Truck Show Podcast. Follow us on uh, Instagram or Facebook of course, you can uh, leave us a message on the five-star hotline. That's 657-205-6105, and we are light on messages. We want to hear from you guys. Again, 657-205-6105, and, of course, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. All
0: right, so this is where we think uh, our good buddies at Nissan. Now, you're eating chips. The show's not over. I'm not eating chips. Yes, you are. Those have been sitting in that box over there for, like, nine weeks. Uh, maybe longer. Are they chewy? No, they're perfect. They're not unsealed. I know, but eventually the air leaks into chips and makes them all, like, soft and gooey and gross. You want one? I'll try one. Yeah. Tell me how how stale they are. They're not. Huh. Well, they're not good. Yeah, they
1: are. These are the popcorn yeah. chips. These Pop are the uh, white cheddar popcorners. They're good. I like them. Look. Although the kettle ones are the best.
0: No. I want popcorn to be in a popcorn, like, shape. You know what I mean? Like the popcorn that I gave oh, you from Harkins. This, is,
1: this isn't popcorn; these are chips. Yeah, no. Popcorn, mm. uh, like movie popcorn, deserves to have butter- butter-flavored Blah. oil. Well,
0: no, no. I need that. Uh, no, I need chocolate to wash this taste out of my mouth.
1: Mm. Yeah. I think they're all right. Yeah, now you should probably uh, finish the uh, whole thinking Nissan thing, though.
0: Yeah, so, hey, if you guys are looking for an awesome truck, you should check out your local Nissan dealer or NissanUSA.com for the uh, brand-new Frontier with your 9-speed Jacko transmission, which is smooth as silk. And if you're looking for a, a larger truck to haul your stuff around in, the uh, Titan is the way to go. The best warranty in the business, five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. My personal favorite color is, I think it's called Sand, right? I always want to call it's not Sandstorm. Not you're not going to help me at all? You're going to hang me out to dry on this one?
1: This is your your read to
0: read. All right, well, listen. A bunch of beautiful colors, big, dependable truck. Go to your local Nissan dealer, and uh, tell them that Holman and Lightning sent you. See and what you, I did there? I flipped
1: you, it. Holman and Lightning. And you want the color sand, and they'll go, what? I want the color sand. How about Baja Storm? Baja Storm! Because <laughs> that's exactly like sand. God damn it. It's sand-ish. Sand adjacent. It's sand-like. Sand adjacent.
0: <laughs> Sand adjacent. Yeah, that's a good color. Ah, <sighs> lightning. All yeah. right,
1: uh, since lightning doesn't know how to thank our sponsors properly- uh, You want to uh, do the Banks one? Y- you can just uh, go over to nissanusa.com where you can build a price or down to your local dealer and uh, ask for Baja Storm, which is his favorite color on the Pro 4X. Oh, it looks so good with those lava red me, and, yeah. uh, accents. Oh, I am your uh, your spokesman and your lawyer. <laughs> All right, uh, speaking of being somebody's lawyer. I I would not want
0: you as my lawyer. You would, like, feed me to the dogs. That's not true. Yeah. No,
1: I I, I have a pride in in self and work (laughs) ethic and job. I I get you off. Make you suffer uh, for it, but I no, no, no. We're not doing that. We are not doing that. We are not doing that. But what we will do is tell you that if you think that your pedal latency is really bad in your late model vehicle. Uh, Well, what do you mean by pedal latency? Well, I mean that when you tip in your uh, pedal, as you move it, the vehicle doesn't have the same level of oomph as you would expect. There's not a one-to-one between your pedal input and the output of your drivetrain. So
0: you're saying that the thr- the uh, the butterfly valve letting the air into my uh, intake manifold is not doing what my
1: pedal is doing? What I'm saying is that there are computer controls and there's no longer a wire between your pedal and the engine. And the manufacturers cheat that a little bit by having a different pedal ratio of input versus output. And what that means is your vehicle can sometimes feel sluggish or unresponsive. Well, Banks has a product called the Pedal Monster, which is patented and full of safety features. If it ever fails, it fails to the OE setting, not into some aggressive setting. There's over 30 settings on it, and you can control it from either your phone on the Banks app or from your iDash gauge and put it whatever setting you want. You want towing, you want sport, you want performance. You just want a little bit of change you can do that with the Pedal Monster. Head over to bankspower.com. It's better than all the other ones out there and comes with a lifetime warranty. Uh, as long as I work at Banks,
0: <laughs> I'm covering your ass. That's how it works. You know, uh, Holman, at the end of, I think, last show or the show before, I did one of these where I talked to, directly to our listeners, and I said, hey, hit me up if you want a little something-something on the side. Yeah, did anybody Banks. do it? Uh, yeah, like five people.
1: Well, that's pretty good. Make it 10 this week. Yeah. Bankspower.com. So,
0: if you want a little something-something, hit me up- uh, um, DMs on DM, the, DM, I think slide into starts, your DMs on the yeah, Instagram? Slide, slide into my DMs, at LBC Lightning, and let me know uh, if there's something that brings I can help you with. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: I'll...
0: That wasn't a radio voice. That was just, that was well, my secret. I'll give you a little something, something that's All
1: right. Well, be sure to uh, slide into uh, Lightning's DMs, and let's double it up and make it 10 of you. At LBC Lightning on the gram, and, uh, you know. Lightning will give you a little something-something, and if you uh, know what I'm saying, what he said, uh, that means you're uh, picking up what he's putting down. While he's putting it down, you're picking it up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get some big stuff. What's what's wrong with you? (laughs) I'm ready to go. (laughs) Yeah, you're getting punchy.
3: Guys, you were doing so good, but then you fell apart at the end. Hmm. Average suckage level has been low until now. This ending was awful. Damn it. Go home.
2: Sorry, everyone.
1: Ouch. I mean, she's not wrong. I'm I'm ready. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sorry, guys. And good night. Bye. Later.
0: The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors.
1: I'm right right I can't even say shit right now.